What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast episode... Evan, help me out here. 35. 35. Episode 35. Episode we'll Evan. We'll edit that out in post. Uh, we'll get episode 35. As always, joining us tonight, I have a pretty good crew here, I think. We're missing Max, and Sean is running late at a, at a Christmas party now, doing adult things for his job. Um, but I am joined with uh, two others here, with uh, JKB, that's uh, Jason. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. How's everyone doing today? Good. I like the hat. Where'd you, where'd you get the hat from? Um, I've had this hat on my show for like years now. I, I, I got it from uh, the place that makes my t-shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, no, I just, I, I think it looks pretty good. Um, I've, I've seen those Zelda hats around, but I've never actually ever seen one in a, in a, in a store. Yeah. This one I think is, was limited when it came out, but um I'm trying to think. I got it like two years ago, I think. Something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. That's, that's good. That's good. And then we have uh, Rob from uh, Rule of Two Review. Rob, how are how are things? Yo, good, man. Glad to be back on, guys. Thanks for having me. I've been super busy and not gaming as much as I wish I was, but stoked to be back on. It feels good to yes. be back. So, yeah. Yes, yes. And then, of course, we're joined by Evan, who's going to yep. be taking a look at the chat and occasionally weighing in on what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a whole bunch of fun stuff going on tonight, in, including... Um, for those the likes that we've been doing, guys, that you guys have been hammering uh, the like button with, I thought we would uh, we would actually add uh, uh, some giveaways to that because that sounded really fun. So if you look down in the description right now, there is a Pixel Pal giveaway link, and we're going to be giving away. Uh, depending on how many likes we get to, there are three different Pixel Pals. So there are three tiers we're going to do. The first one is let me grab him here. The first one is uh, Sub Zero. And these were provided by PDP, uh, PP Gaming, of course. Do, they do accessories, Pixel Pals, all that good stuff. So check them out because they're very cool and they sponsor us heavily. So thanks to them for providing giveaways. I always tell companies if you want to get a shout out on the show, all you have to do is give me stuff to give away. That's all I ask. So uh, Sub Zero is up first. And then we have two other ones. Now, the two other ones beyond this are actually exclusives. And according to the boxes, at least, there's only a thousand of each of those made. So enter down in the description. Hit the like button, and I think we'll get there based on what we've been doing. So, we, so uh, if you're in the fun. podcast, is it possible to win one of those? That's what I need to know. Because uh, I'm all about that Sub Zero, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the Sub Zero? I like to say, yeah, man. They sent me. They sent me two, so we, we can talk. Oh, okay. I feel like <laughs> this should probably go to other people instead. I just had to try <laughs> to squeeze that in there. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna start with Sub Zero. I think you guys might like the other ones though. The other two are really cool, and the last one is legitimately like the final boss character. So I think you guys will like that one. <laughs> uh, so we had a, a bunch of stuff happen today, but I, I, I almost want to talk to Max because I know he's been playing uh, mm -hmm. this game as much as I have, which is kind of the game that came out this past week that really took over, and that's uh, Xenoblade. Now I know Rob, you've been playing it. Evan, I know you're not playing it. I didn't. I don't know. Jason, are you playing Xenoblade right now? Not yet. No. Okay, you haven't you haven't uh, uh, really dove into that yet because it is it is a game and a half. <laughs> there's there is a lot going on in this game. Um, were, you, were you playing on picking it up or trying it or playing it? It's on its way. It's on okay. its way. That's the good news. The bad okay. news is I have like twenty other games I have to still do before I get to that. Which, oh yeah, mm -hmm. you know you, you be... do a lot of you do a lot of reviews, right, Jason? Yeah, just I just do reviews essentially now on my channel. So I try to do all the AAA titles, and I'm putting together a very special sort of like indie look at all the Nintendo Switch games that are getting buried under the bigger ones. So that should be out in December on my channel as well. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of indie games populating on the on oh, the Steam man. shop, isn't there? Like it's, Tons. It's, it's almost like the early stages of Steam right now, right? Yeah, it's it's actually quite ridiculous. I think this week, ten new games came out, indie games, just dumped all at once. And if you buy a Switch, it's difficult to know what's good, what's bad. They're already, you know, they're 1999, so you're looking through them. You just got a Switch. So I wanted to put together a video kind of showcasing some of the ones that might stand out for some of the people. Like, I'm playing one right now that's essentially kind of like uh, Jet Moto meets Wave Race. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's, what's that one called? Do you remember? That one is... I've seen that out. title. I'm trying to remember Here. what that is called. It looks pretty I got interesting. That. Yeah, actually, you know what? I mean, these things are indie titles, so it's not mm-hmm. going to blow your way in terms of presentation, but it's called Riptide, Riptide GP okay. Renegade. That's from... Uh, that's a, um, that's a, actually a, a... That was a cell phone game. Yeah, surprisingly, it's... Um, yeah, so that, that was actually from uh, from mobile systems is actually what that's from. That's interesting. I, you know, I think I saw it at one point, and it kind of went to the on the back burner for me because of all the stuff happening. That's see, interesting. I'll have to check that out. See, that's that's why I want to do the video. People will yeah. uh, miss out. You miss out on a lot of these things, and some of them really do. Um, really how, do. How much? How much? How much was it? Was it? Was it cheap or? Um, I don't know the price of any of them right at okay. the moment. Okay. Um. I think most of these games are like nineteen ninety nine. I'm not sure on the price of it. I like to showcase some of the indie games on the channel if I can, because I, I do think you're right. Some of them get buried. Uh, people aren't sure, so sometimes they just decide, eh, I won't get it instead of trying it. So I like to do that. Like I played Mantis Racing, and I was actually surprised. That's actually a pretty, that's actually a decent game. Um, the racing yeah, game. I got, like a I got that down. one waiting as well. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I do see some people getting kind of dizzy from it. Like I said, but. Overall, and it has crossplay. It actually, I jumped in, and I was playing against people on Steam. Wow, that, yeah. See that? I mean, this system is was. I don't know what to say about it at this point. I mean, you know, the AAA side of things is incredible, but the indie side of things is also incredible. If you really dig into it, how many games are on the system? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Did you? Um. Somebody mentioned this. I saw this. Uh, Jim Sterling did a video. Did you see? Uh. Mubo on the Switch. Oh, Mubo. God. Oh, it's bad. What a, it's, what a disaster. Somebody mentioned it. Yeah, it's um, it's a free to play. It's a freemium game, but they actually charge for it on the Switch, probably because Nintendo probably charged the money to be there. And mm. but then they hit you with massive microtransactions. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, massive microtransactions. I'm not even kidding. Like like huge amounts of microtransactions. So I haven't seen. I actually watch a lot of Jim Sterling. I haven't seen that. Is that like a cow simulator? What is that? Mubo. <laughs> uh, no, it's like a um, it's like a Kinect. It's, not, oh, it's like Candy Crush. I'm trying to think of a uh, oh, okay. Got uh, it. So it's like a puzzle kind of game or something. It's like a tile yeah. game. Match the gotcha. tiles up. Gotcha. You know the the typical sort of play to win or pay to win sort of thing on mobile. Sure, microtransactions and whatnot. Well, yeah. someone should make a cow simulator. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> cow simulator. Did, didn't they have that? I think they had that. A while they had ago. a goat simulator, which is probably where I got the idea from. I swear there was a cow game. Maybe you guys in the chat know what it was. It was. I, or maybe I had a dream and that happened in a <laughs> cow game. <laughs> I wouldn't be half surprised. There's so That's many awesome. weird indie games like that out there on Steam and whatnot. Sparksor Poons dropped a dollar in the super Sweet. chat. Thank you, Sparksor. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of stuff going on on the Nintendo eShop. It is out. Oh, Evan, did you get a chance to play uh, Cat Quest yet? I beat it. Did you like it? I did not like the ending. I liked. Okay. I felt like the whole time through it felt like a game that could have been something incredible, but then it just kind of like puttered out and ended. And then to, I basically 
it sort of relies on you wanting to go back through for more gear and augments, but like I don't know. Prestige they want you to go back. Did you get to because there was a cave that was like level ninety nine. Did you get to that, or did you just stop at like seventy ish? I well, I found that pirate treasure. I think the uh, mm. the willpower, the one where you just claw yeah. people to death. Yeah. yeah. At that, that point, cool. I was killing things at level ninety already. That's because you get that sword at the end, and then you just take it and you power it up, and you're ridiculous. Well, willpower is stronger than it. By a good I think bit. I saw yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I just got that as well and I kind of put it down after that. Um, yeah, but then I backed out and checked out Mew Game and New Game Plus, and neither seemed interesting to me, so I just stopped. I mean it's worth twelve ninety nine. Yeah, so. it's like thirteen bucks. I think it's completely worth thirteen bucks. Yeah. Um uh especially since it came over from uh mobile platforms. So I don't know if it had microtransactions there, but of course it didn't have any on the Switch or Steam. But I, I think it was of- a that's that's kind of the interesting thing about a lot of the eShop stuff is we're really starting to see I feel more and more of like those mobile kind of games and experience and like Gear Club was one of those they uh, the game Implosion I think it's called is probably one of the few games I've downloaded that I love that was a mobile game Cat Quest so that's kind of interesting to see you know Gear Club is interesting because it, it's kind of expensive it's fifty dollars um, and I I, oh, I didn't I, realize I, it was even full price yes, I, I played it oh, I did I a video on it and that was one of my big concerns is it's too expensive um, yeah. but I mean it is a mobile game b- moved over and it looks okay uh, but it's yeah, certainly I not saw looking, Sean's review yeah yeah it looks okay and it, there's a lot to it but it's it's fifty bucks is pricey man that's that's pricey Dang. for that game yeah right um, yeah. So it's that's going to be interesting to see how well that actually sold because we'll get sales charts uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday with sales charts in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect it to really make the charts to be honest with with Xenoblade out. Nah, not really. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yes, it's it's been an interesting uh, time. Rob, how far are you in uh, Xenoblade right now? Oh man, I have I've barely scratched the surface. My schedule hasn't been kind to me with Xenoblade. Like I've been spending so much time on Skyrim. So I'm going from like one huge open world, crazy large game that I have played a lot before. God, Zeno, dude, Xenoblade's bigger, man. I'm telling you. Uh, is it really? <laughs> By a lot. Like it is. That's, it is that's super big. exciting. I mean, I haven't, I haven't really been diving too much into the reviews because I don't yeah. want a lot spoiled. But I've been working like crazy and working overtime. And I got home, you know, late in the afternoon last night. My girlfriend and I went out for drinks. And I had to work again uh, at 6.30 in adult this life. That's your problem I right know. There. Doing the adult stuff, which is so lame. <laughs> But, but because of that, it's like I got home after going out for dinner last night and I knew I had to wake up early to go to work. But I was like, I know I can get like an hour of Xenoblade in. And so I laid in bed, literally just falling asleep, running through the open little area. And, you know, so I, I did the thing. It's obviously not spoilers where you wake up on Gramps and you get some of the little intro stuff and you do that one little silly battle where it's a quick like battle. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like the mindless just like swing and just beat the thing. And then I've been running around the town. And mm-hmm. I just got the main quest and was doing about another 10 minutes of that before I got on the podcast. Did you, so meet, I mean, all the, did you meet all the characters they put in front of you real quick? Like to run around in like the little kind of bazaar no, area? Uh, the like you, you said or? you just took that main quest, right? Like the main, did, they, just, did, they, did they introduce you to the crew that you're going on the quest with yet? No. Okay. I oh, mean, I've literally played probably 15 to 20 minutes, maybe just kind oh, of running dude. around. So dude, you're I not, wish you're, I had more to say about it, but it's just too early for me. Still. It picks up. It picks up really quickly when you go on that quest. Like things nice. happen really, really fast. The pacing has been really good in the game so far for me. Yeah, I agree. What I am liking in the, you know, 0.001% of the game that I've played is it does seem like, I don't want to say user-friendly in a way where it sounds like they dumbed down the RPG experience, but it, it does seem like the the way the menu system and the couple of prompts earlier on are set up, it's mm-hmm. they're really working hard not to overwhelm people. 
And I know I'm, I'm one of those people who, after that Nintendo Direct, I was like, this game looks amazing, but also, holy crap, there's so much going on. A lot of people are like intimidated. And I was a little bit, but I'm also like an old school Xenoblade guy from the first Wii game. So mm, I felt okay. good about yeah, it. I, yeah, I like what they're setting up so far. It's cool. They're, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a massive game. Uh, I'm 10 hours in right now, mm. and uh, they're still giving me tutorials. Wow! Like you, you'll yeah. get tutorials until until I hear sixty hours, and you'll still get them. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeez. And there is an RNG system in there for um, not even just like you know how you go out. Did you play? You know, did you play X at all on the Wii U? I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. So you you know about how like there were quests you'd have to go find certain like elements and plants and stuff, and it was all yeah. RNG. Yep. And that was the yep. thing I really didn't like. It's still in this game, um, but. Mm. Uh, there is another part where you summon you summon uh, blades and everything characters essentially people keep posting them on Twitter they're the rare ones like uh, Cosmos is one from Xenosaga yeah I saw uh, that that's pretty cool it's an RNG system where you collect these like orbs essentially and then you summon characters uh, and I the first thing I thought of right away was like man if this was a game from like EA I'd be able to buy as many of these orbs as I want right now. I saw your tweet, I think, about that. Is that <laughs> yeah. what your tweet was about? Yeah, you don't want yeah. to Nintendo miss the ball on the microtransaction thing. Like, I, I was sitting there, and I was like, I can't buy I have to go play the game for this? Come on. Yeah, what? I have to experience gameplay and story? That's I, just I thought it was garbage. hilarious, though. I was like, no. oh, wait, I actually have to go, like, play this game. Um, that is so funny. That is I don't so know. I don't so know so you, you said uh, that... Oh, you said that there's like, a, sorry, you said there's like, a, you're still getting like tutorial prompts and stuff like 10 hours in. Is it, is it annoying at this point or does it still feel like no, helpful no, and organic? Keep, it's helpful, but they keep giving me more and more stuff to try to figure out. Like, I, you know, you, mm. you have your skill progression, you have like your weapon progression, you have your, your blades that you then level up and then you Dude. have, I don't want to waste it or, or spoil anything, but there's another blade yeah. you get that's different from the others. And there's mm. still a lot going on in this game. Like it's, it's easily a hundred hour game. I'll say that if you want to get everything. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Did you also play the Wii one? Did either of any of you guys, I guess, play the original? Uh, okay. So the funny thing about the Wii one is I really wanted to, but this was at the time when GameStop was opening them and then selling them for more. Yeah. Couldn't I couldn't find one for the life of me? And not not for under eighty bucks. And I was like, I'm not going to spend eighty bucks for this. Yeah, game. they were like eighty bucks at GameStop. Yeah. When I I feel lucky I got all those Operation Game uh, Operation Rainfall games. I did end up luckily snagging every one day one and like the last story special edition i got that but yeah within like six months i think that the xenoblade got really expensive and they were selling them like used for 80 isn't that what they were doing Does that- it, yeah. it got to the point where we even heard that some of the stores local to us would have new copies and then open them then sell them used for the increase in income dang yeah, yeah. unfortunately uh, but from what people have told me in the comments on some of my videos uh they did i guess re-release it on the wii u i missed that completely uh but they oh. did re-release it as like a $20 download or something. Um, probably to help them that. that. Yeah, so I, I think I'd rather have that physically if I could. And then, of course, the Wii, man, the Wii was pirated so heavily <laughs> that you probably could have just downloaded it and played it. I think it was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pandora's Tower and last And then the last story. story. Yeah, you got it, yeah. Yeah, those yeah. were all ones and that people pirated. <laughs> they also <laughs> so. released it on the 3DS, on the new 3DS, too. So there was some people I know played it that way. So uh, Someone asked how, how would a used copy raise its value. Uh, if it's new, GameStop can't raise the price because MSRP. But if they if it's used, they could do whatever they want for the price. So it was a GameStop exclusive. Uh, what people found out was that as new ones came in, they would actually cut them open and make them used because that was the only place you could go to get it. So they they uh, they were smart business wise, but not very smart uh, ethically. <laughs> what a lame business practice, man. That's so yeah, lame. Yeah. So it's um. Uh, RGT should be here later on. He was at he's at his 
party right now. So when people ask in chat, he'll be here, I, I think. He's going to uh, come in here with holiday libations in him and all happy from Christmas stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So um, we had we had some interesting stuff. What, what else? Actually, let me ask you guys before we start. What, what else have you guys played this week at all? And go through. Uh, Evan already said he played Cat Quest, I guess. Um, I and I saw you playing. Wait, I saw Evan playing Stardew Valley. I started ripping into that. Yeah, I felt you can't like pretend like he's not playing it now. I saw. I felt like I, I just really wanted to play a really grindy game for a couple hours today. But then I've also figured out the driver issue with inputs for Street Fighter Five for me, so I actually was able to start playing that without it crashing after two rounds of fighting. Oh wow, nice! Are you going to get the upgraded Street Fighter? I guess that's free for you, right? Yeah, it it'll be, be free. free. For, yeah, not free. The updated at least. Yeah. 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 Um, what about what about you, Jason? We've been playing, man. I just started playing Doom VFR. Which is Ooh. is ridiculous. Is it good? Um, that's going to be debatable. I mean, I could. Oh, si- okay. I, I mean, um, the Metacritic score is not doing so well right now. But if I talk to another, say, reviewer, he might say it's it's awesome. But the problem really lies in the controls. I mean, VR. You're is never going to more. Is it more subjective? I guess depending on how you feel about VR. Yeah, if yeah. if you're into VR and you you love that sort of uh, environment of putting the headset on, going into that environment, and then waggling some sticks around, uh, you're gonna enjoy it. But if you're into Doom, first-person shooter, hardcore, and then pop this on your head, it's not the exact same thing. So okay. you could, it's it's very tailored to VR. It's clear that Bethesda knew what they needed to do. I feel like they could take the name Doom off of this and they could have put anything on the name and it would have been exactly the same. So it is in the Doom world, quote unquote, but it's mm. not its not the Doom we know and love. It is, but it isn't. Mm. It's hard to explain, but it, it really comes down to if you love VR. If you, you love VR, it's its really cool experiences are happening in that game. Uh, it's almost like the, the when I put... Uh, you know, Skyrim in VR on my PlayStation VR. That was mind-blowing, right? We, we all grew up with that game. I say grow, grew up, but I mean, it's seven years old, six years old now. But I thought Doom, really? Like, Skyrim works because of its environment. I want to be in that world. Do I really want to be in Doom? I mean, other than... be stuck in hell with demons trying to rip your face <laughs> yeah, off right? kind of thing? Well, it's, like, yeah, it's a cool premise, but, like, do you really want to be in it? So, I think Bethesda thought about that, and they, they really tailored the experience to VR. Not to Doom, but to VR. So, you're constantly running into sort of, I wouldn't say cliche moments, but sort of cliche VR moments. <laughs> you know, like the the typical, like, look at, you're standing on the edge of a cliff, look down, oh, you're dizzy because it's VR, or, you know, or slow motion uh, demon jumping over you in VR. Like, they're cool moments, but they're designed because it's VR. So it's, <clears throat> let's just say that the, I don't know, like, the, the paint is showing a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, the design work is showing a little too much in, for my liking, but it's, it's really fun. I'll say what that is much. what is that like that crazy fast paced gameplay? What is that like in it's, VR? Uh, it seems like it'd be insane. Well, it, it, it's going to come down to the player experience in terms of like how good they are at VR. If you're really good at VR and you understand how it works, once you get into the game, those fast play fast paced moments where there's like a row of demons lined up, you know what I mean, and you you kind of shoot one in the head and then teleport into the other one. He explodes, and then you see one on the left. 
those moments are spectacular. Uh, don't get me wrong about the game. Like when you have those quick moments where you're busting them up and they're exploding and blood's everywhere and you're shooting at one while you're running at another, that's what the game's made for. And it really does work in that sense. But there's a lot in between that's just sort of like, go over here, look at this. Oh, it's VR. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Robert, Robert Erickson's back dropping 20 secs in there. Yo. In the, in the chat. Good old Robert. 26. Uh, going to McDrive. I don't, is that supposed to be McDonald's or is that just McDrive? McDrive? Yeah. So it's going to McDrive. Huh. I'll take some anything. nuggets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. He, he's, our, he's the sex guy. He brings the sex. <laughs> Everyone wants to be that guy that brings the sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean's not here yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's uh, what, what about you, Rob? What have you been playing this week, man? Um, well, again, I mean, I've been really busy with work. I don't want to be too boring, but I have been really busy. I, I played a band, and that's actually had me really busy this week as well. But I've been playing mostly Skyrim uh, on my Switch, obviously. And, and just like you were saying, Jason, I mean, we all played that game six years ago when it came out. And, like, the coolest thing I can say about playing Skyrim on Switch, besides the fact that it's on Switch, which is just awesome just because, is that it kind of shocked me. I loved that game when it came out. It was, like, a 10 out of 10 for me in 2011. One of the few games I played only on PC, which I haven't really done very many times. And I loved it. And playing it again in 2017, I couldn't believe really how well that game held up. That's probably almost the bigger surprise to me. Like, Portable Skyrim is freaking incredible. Like, we all know how cool that is. Um, but I just am really enjoying how fun it is to just walk around that world. And it's interesting because... Before Mario Odyssey came out, I was going, I just randomly for the week up until Odyssey was randomly playing Fallout 4 again. Just kind of wanted to wander around that world for a while until waiting for, Modis, uh, for Odyssey to come out. And having just been playing Fallout 4 again and then going right into Skyrim, it's like there's, there's this, what, four or five year gap between those games. But I was like, wow, Skyrim actually like holds up really well, even compared to their most recent game, which is Fallout 4. I was like, you know, they we know that they use the same kind of engine and some of the gameplay and structure kind of quirks, but is I was like, just Skyrim doesn't feel as dated as I thought it would. So I'm super appreciating how awesome Skyrim looks, is. And it looks is surprisingly good on the Switch, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Did good. you play the um I'm curious if you played the special edition on the PS4 and Xbox One. Do you know how it compares to that? Any I have it on the or? um I have it on the PC. Um, the special the special edition. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you if you have Skyrim on the PC originally, they upgraded it to special <clears throat> edition for free. Oh, see, I didn't even, I haven't even opened up my Skyrim on my PC in like a hundred years. Oh. Yeah, if you go, so, if you go know. check it in Steam, it should have maybe even upgraded itself, to be honest. Oh, okay. But yeah. like, does it compare visually, you think, to the special edition? Yeah. Or? Well, on the PC, I mean, I can, you know, you can yeah. blow it so up. It's an and unfair comparison. Cool yeah. stuff, but uh, they, yeah. Digital Foundry did their analysis to the PS4, and I think there were lower resolution assets and everything on the Switch, and the mm -hmm. draw distance was, was, like, it's closer, it's less. But overall, they seemed really impressed with what they got out of the Switch for that. Yeah, I mean, it runs incredibly. Like, there's no stutters or hiccups. The only, the only problems with Skyrim are the problems that have always been in Skyrim because Bethesda's engines have all the weird quirks and all like the NPCs just like yeah. walk into doors and start floating <laughs> upside down. Like that kind of stupid stuff. I posted a video on Twitter of like this floating bush, this like bush asset that was just like floating above the ground. And it's I was really like, well, funny, right? Yeah, some of yeah, it's really that's funny. Just Bethesda. Yeah, so that's, that's been pretty funny. So I'm loving Skyrim on Switch. Um, I definitely have been playing a little bit of Battlefront 2, which I know was like the big crazy, like, oh, did everyone you, hates did it. It's did, you, uh, did you buy it and everything? Stuff. I did, yeah. So oh, you guys can no, Rob's, if you want. 
he's on that yeah. side now. You're fired. <laughs> well, fired. well, the whole thing with that too, and like, I know it's such a. Crazy I, dude, game. you're a big Star Wars fan, man. It's got to be hard for you. It was hard for me. I'm, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. Like, I got like all my tattoos and stuff are all Star Wars, and you know, it's my thing with Battlefront Two is I, I went through this crazy roller coaster of emotion with it because. My girlfriend and I got to see them unveil the game at Star Wars Celebration in Florida earlier this year. And it was like, oh, my God, Battlefront 2 looks really good like we wanted it. And they have this story mode with this new character and they have all three eras in the game, which is like my dream come true. And and it looked great up until like two weeks ago. Like there were no issues. Free DLC. Like, oh, my God, it's really awesome. And I wanted all three eras in a Battlefront game again so, so badly. And then all the loot box garbage and everything started coming out and that whole freaking controversy. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like this sucks because I wanted this game to be good. And I'm a star Wars fan who wants to support Lucasfilm doing smart things with the star Wars license, because that's like the most important license to me. And so this came out and I just, I didn't even know what to do with it. I was like, this sucks. And then everyone started fighting back and then they, they reduced the cost of the characters. And I was like, that's a really good move. Okay. That's a good thing to see. And then, of course, the big thing happened, and they removed all microtransactions temporarily because that's how EA does things. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm still just going to commit to this. I'm a collector. I'm a Star Wars fan. I want Lucasfilm to know I want them to do things with the license, like support the prequel films like I want them to. I hate what EA was doing with the game, and there's definitely problems with the game because of their whole stupid model built around everything they were doing and i know ever we've all talked about this a thousand times so i don't have to go too long on it but it's it was like really emotional for me i was like i was this nerd in like a rock and a hard place kind of situation with with battlefront because it's like i need to support star wars but i don't want to support ea's and their microtransactions models so i was like well they pulled this stuff out of it and i can i can buy the game and play the game and see if it's good and experience the story, but also obviously never, never give them any money for anything else that they would ever even want to charge whenever they bring that stuff back. And so, I, I don't know. So, I've been playing it, and it's, it's good. Like, I'm not going to, if we remove the controversy, like, the gameplay is pretty fun. I appreciate playing all the characters and all the eras that I really enjoy. The story, I'm most of the way through, and I read the prequel novel that came out in July that supports the Iden Versio thing, and so that was a really good book that sets up what the character and her teammates are going through in the game, and it's, it's good. You know, I've seen Luke, I've seen Han, I've seen Lando and Chewie, and I appreciate what it's adding to the canon of, of like, filling in the gap between six and seven, because I'm really curious to see what Lucasfilm does with that. So I, I but, have you know, to there, ask you, there are holes in the game, so it's a problem. So. Well, I was going to yeah. say, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil anything just so you guys know, but sure. I'll ask you directly. Uh, Cause I just dropped my review for battlefront two. Mm -hmm. I took my time with it. I did like a 20 minute review on my channel and I'm just as uh, big of a star Wars fan as you. I mean, we have the same set almost. If you look at my show, I've got that same poster and all, everything. Oh, the Empire poster? Yeah. So Yeah, that's actually, gonna... I don't want to cut you off, but my Empire poster is actually signed by everybody. You can't see it here, but it's like my prized possession. is oh, so good. What's so oh, anyway, here? Yeah. Just between you and I, I have something in the mail coming. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I'll show you on Twitter later. But Okay. Um, so, it's, I mean, I can, we can't really talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. But the single-player campaign is like, as a Star Wars fan... Mm -hmm. it's so bad like it's that 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 disney is like here ea we're gonna give you the rights to make canon 
for what happens right it's after crazy yeah. yeah right after return of the jedi you guys who are a video game studio are going to somehow write the canon for the star wars film i'm thinking to myself like oh this is oh my god like this has to be top of the line stuff you yeah. jump into it two missions in things happen and you're like what the hell is this it's, it's so disappointing after the I have, And I think I have a feeling I know which thing two missions in that you're having an issue with. And I know we're trying really hard not to spoil it. And uh, I have mixed emotions on it. If we're even talking about the same. Is it like a big thing? No, it's like, it, like put it this way. A character way. thing does the thing. I mean. Let me just say this. This is <laughs> yeah. like, there's no spoilers here, guys. Not that spoiling this game matters at this point. But if if I'm in the Empire and I got the... The, the generals and the empire, I mean, the emperor is there, and then there's this this group of people, uh, without giving it away here, that do top secret things for the, the empire, and they do things that are, you know, that have to do with the oppression that the empire would put out there. Sure. Like, if I sign up for it, and I'm in it for years, I kind of understand where I'm coming from, right? I know why I'm with the empire. But in the game, it's like, I know I'm with the Empire. Look at all this evil shit we did. And all of a sudden, oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now I thought I'm you were talking about something different. Yeah. No, it's like now I'm standing next to the general of the rebellion on yeah, N so... Naboo. And it's the stupidest thing ever. It's like, how? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's like saying, um, that's like saying one of the war, like one of the top secret, um, like characters from I don't know I'm trying to pull something out without spoilers here but yeah. it's essentially like saying uh, I wouldn't say Darth Vader level not like that but like something like Ad, uh, like Admiral Piet all of a sudden's mm -hmm. on the rebel side yeah you know like if if you know what Star Wars is you know who that is yeah it's like, so it's like he he leaves his Star Destroyer and he's just with Princess Leia on her ship he's like, bye bye yeah, yeah it's like see ya. it's the stupidest. <clears throat> plot point ever and it's like such well, a disappointment tell you, i'll tell you too it i mean basically what he's talking about too is a switching of sides so to speak is basically what you're getting at and i'll tell you it's it's actually worse if you read the book that sets up the characters and the yeah. events beforehand because they really dive into these people's dedication to the side they're on and i will admit i know we're we're doing terrible at not spoiling this but i will admit <clears throat> i was shocked and disappointed when I saw that side switch happen. I was like, wow, there was nothing I've seen of this character that showed me they would ever make this decision. No, it's just... So there is, there is like definitely that. Her yeah. father, who he is, it's, it's just... Now, he's great in the book, though, so that's where the novel does help. <laughs> but it's you don't, want it, you don't want a game story to be so reliant on the book. The book is supposed to be supplementary yeah, and just add more to it and... So but just, back, just it's, to me, it's just okay. It's it's an yeah. Okay let's just story. sum it up too. It's 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 like really about fan service. That's all they tried to do there. They were like, how sure. can we get yeah. Leia and Luke in the story with Han Solo and some of the side? Yeah. Like, how do we do that? It's dangerous to pigeonhole some of those main characters too in this time period where Lucasfilm <laughs> hasn't yet discussed what's happening between six and seven. It's Anyways, really dangerous for them to do that. Yeah, we're turning it we, into the Star Wars podcast. I didn't expect sorry. that, but I was like, I'm <laughs> This is just what we're saying is like, 
it's not a very good game in terms of its single player campaign. I mean, the space battles spectacular. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it pure, is actually. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, those are spectacular. I like the maps. Anyways, if you haven't seen my review on my channel, I give it a six out of ten. Like, uh, it's go. not it's not going up. up above Edge, that. Uh, Edge gave it a four out of ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw that. Yeah, I'm yeah. being courteous out of six. Like, I, I think I, the biggest problem is because they built the game around a really shitty business model. And then they couldn't even release the game with that business model, which is the better of the two options. It does feel like there's so much missing and incomplete about the experience. I mean, you can just Absolutely. tell they were so misguided in what they were trying to do, you know? Like, it's just, I'm glad I've experienced it. I have hands-on time with it. And like I said, it's not like whenever I have turned it on, I've hated what I've been doing. But it's, it's you know, it's the emphasis of the big problem. And and I know you guys have talked about it on previous podcasts, but I'm, we're all glad that everything has played out the way it is. And it's better, hopefully, for the future. And from day one in 2013, I never liked that EA got that Star Wars license. I tried to be optimistic and say, maybe this works out. But, you know, it's biting everyone in the ass now. So well, there's, a, uh, there's actually a petition going around right now to pull the license from EA. I think it's almost up to 100,000 uh, yeah. now. So I'm sure it'll get higher Everybody go that, sign yeah. it, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, so know, I played. Like, uh, I played a few games. I played Resident Evil, the mm -hmm. uh, Revelations Collection on the Switch. It was. It's not bad. Uh, I did some videos on it. Visually, it's surprising. The second one because it looks very similar to the Xbox version, um, with I think resolution. Everything's different. But I had to go to like four different places to get the physical copy, yeah. which was really weird. Um, yeah, I, I tried to make a yeah. decision to buy it on launch day, and it was like sold out on Amazon. You couldn't. You couldn't yeah. even get it. But what's weird is you still have to download the second one. The first one is what comes on the cartridge, and the second one's 24 gigabytes anyway. <laughs> so that's one of the most annoying parts of the system. So it's like unbelievable. You go buy physical Doom, and then to play multiplayer, you got to download it. Yeah, I, it has to do with these these uh, flash chip shortages. Like, um, I didn't realize this. I was going to do some upgrades on uh, one of the computers here. Have you guys tried looked at RAM at all for computers recently? <laughs> Because well, it would so, use, something's going on around about it, right? About flash chips, yeah. That'd yeah. be even in that same vein, that same uh, similarity. Uh, RAM for computers are very expensive now, like way more expensive than I've ever seen. And that has to do with this flash chip storage. It seems to be affecting the Switch cartridges as well. What is this, so, like 1980? What was it, yeah. 1987 well, again? Uh, Toshiba, I think, just got bailed out because they were having some trouble and they were one of the big people that were making flash chips. So mm. uh, there are some problems right now. Um, with everything so the 32 gigabyte chips inside the switch were a hard thing to get i think they figured it out they might have even nintendo might even help fund a whole section for that yeah um but uh the carts man nintendo i don't think wants to fund too much and then i don't think developers want to take the hit on it and it's it, it's like make them download it <laughs> yeah it's we're kind of getting into like a weird sticky scenario with that stuff and it's it's obviously also been another big controversy with like the, the storage and the third party situation and downloading half your game experience. And I'm someone who's like, I'm not super like bummed about it. I don't mind the fact that I had to buy like another SD card to support all my games when I got my switch. But at the same time, I understand the frustration and who's passing the, the costs down to who like do the do mm -hmm. the consumers have to make up that cost and pay the extra $10 for games on the switch or not. And uh, it's it's kind of a messy thing, and I, I hope it gets sorted out soon. Levin, uh, Levin dropped five in the chat. Levin Jones said, uh, get ready for new Final Fantasy to City. Yeah, we're actually talking about that later on, about mm -hmm. the Final Fantasy uh, predictions for next year, because there's it, some interesting stuff. But um, 
talking about the i guess the quickly the the switch situation it's um well there's one, say, well there's one thing i want to add to that and i think that we're all much older now right we all grew up with nintendo and all that stuff but there's one aspect that I don't see a lot of people talking about, but put yourself in the shoes of like, say a 13 year old boy, 14 year old girl, whatever. Um, you get the switch for Christmas, or maybe you've saved up your allowance, $399 Canadian. I'm Canadian, of course. So uh, over here it comes to like 400 and some dollars. When I go, you know, when I go out to get a game now, like those games are going to take me months to save up for. So if I'm like a 14 year old kid and I get whatever game it may be, and all of a sudden you're hit with like, you got to download this eight gigabyte thing to play multiplayer with your friends. It's like, as a kid, that's kind of a night. That's like one of the worst things that I never had to deal with as a kid, right? I would yeah. just buy a Super Nintendo game, plug it in. I'd be playing with my games on the couch. But I, I, it's hard for me to assume that these kids are all okay with it. And it's kind of interesting too, to think that these kids are buying these things now and they're dealing with a whole different reality than we had to do as a kid. You know, to be, like, to be fair, though, I had to buy that $60, $50 expansion pack just to play Donkey Kong. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but, that, <laughs> but, that also, but they made it available with the game when you bought it, yeah. right? Yeah, so you could you would also buy it separately. I didn't really want DK. I more so wanted to be able to play uh, Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask, yeah. I, I'm just more worried about the... If another AAA game, like, mm -hmm. let's just say the rumored Grand Theft Auto Five comes out, we all know that it's going to have a massive download. That's I gonna, think it'd be, it'd be probably be 40 gigabytes minimum. Minimum. Yeah, that's going to require you, guaranteed, to go spend another minimum 30, 40 bucks on another, you know, card that you'll have to remove probably because you have another card in there that's got Doom and all those other things on it. It's just like that's the one thing about the Switch that I just feel like as 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 a customer, it's like, why can't we just have a massive drive in the system that can handle these things and maybe just have the SDs as a, like an add-on? That was just, that, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we'll see some sort of solid state drive in the next version of the I would Switch. have even liked to have seen, uh, I've seen this thrown around, uh, uh, two SD card slots. Yeah, see, that's like, yeah, smart. That's a that's good smart. idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That would have been cool because, I mean, the 128s were like 30 bucks a day or two before Black Friday. Imagine getting yeah. two of those, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have 256 gigabytes for 60 bucks. Just plugged right in. Yeah, the, cool the other thing, like a USB drive, plug it, plug, kind of plug it into the dock, use it when you're at home, and then if you know you're going out, hit some sort of button that's like transfer to system for on the mm. go. Boom, and then you're out the door. At least give us the option because there's a lot of people I I've, I've heard that don't even remove the switch from the dock, uh, so they it's would true yeah they would touch yeah the hard drive I have a friend who's the same way never yeah. touch it and it even like I said even plug a hard drive in like the uh, Xbox One and the PS4 can now um, I mean yeah. I mean but then again look how long it took the PS4 to be able to do that it was like in its fourth year third year fourth year before yeah they do it. So. yeah and it's and it's tricky too because it's like we all can't pretend like there hasn't been storage issues with some of the PS4 and Xbox One models that exist and. <laughs> I've talked about so many times, like, I really love my Xbox One, but damn, does it stuck? Mm. It, it suck at storing games. And I'm mm. constantly having to delete something to reinstall something else whenever I want to change the game that I'm going to want to play for the next couple of weeks. Well, but put it this way. The Switch Sorry. problem is, is definitely, it's definitely tricky. And I wouldn't even be surprised if in the next year or two, kind of like what you guys are saying, they, they find some way to improve the memory. And they could just mm -hmm. release like the 128 gig version of a Switch in like a year or two and they drop the cost of the 32 gig models. And they make the 128 gig, the standard 299 price, the current one is in a year or two. It depends on how long the Switch lasts, you know? And I think that we all go back and forth on how long Nintendo plans on keeping it around. But you gotta think at least four years. 
So at some point, man, that 32 with the bigger third-party games they're going to want to keep having to come on this console. You made a good point about Grand Theft Auto V, which, I mean, we all absolutely believe is probably coming. So they have to fix it. for the, I mean, Nintendo can always make their games great. I mean, you got five gigs for Mario Odyssey, boom. Like, Nintendo has no problem making their stuff perfect and compressing it perfectly in the Switch. But it's those third-party games, and people are, like, crying foul for it for good reason. So well, it's also an issue. something, you know? It's also an issue of the tools Nintendo has given third party to be able to actually compress mm-hmm. these assets. I know that, you know, from talking to devs, it's not 100% there yet. And it, as we go, they'll understand it a lot more. But what's kind of funny is, like, I got my Xbox One X. It's got 10 games on it, and it's full. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> well, you get those, like, that's like, what, 4K, 100K, 100 gig 4K like, yeah. downloads. Yeah, so it's like... It's like wherever we go in gaming right now, you're going to have to deal with this issue because games are either getting too big or there's not enough storage. So it's like... I think they're just too big, man. Well, Final Fantasy 15 is going to be 178 gigabytes, I think, or 180 gigabytes on the PC. Oh, for the PC. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It's it's (laughs) insane, yeah. But but the the X has a one terabyte, but like you said, that, that one terabyte feels more like a 250 gigabyte hard drive for games. It was actually, the day I got it for review, it was basically 80% full. Just from six different HD upgrades. Yeah, I let like three or four games download overnight and update fully, and then I came back the next day and was like, half your hard drive's full because you downloaded 438 gigabytes last night. I was like, whoa. That's the other thing. It's like, what, what happens when you do upgrade and then you download like a terabyte of data and your internet bill shows up. Whoops. Yep. Yeah, Comcast so, does not like me right now. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I have no idea what will happen to some people with that. So uh, we got the Xbox One X in our topics tonight, but let's uh, let's start with one that's that's near and dear to my heart here because I think I think Mega Man is making a comeback. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be on Monday. <coughs> um, now, have you guys seen the the all the news going around about? Mm-hmm. Capcom doing its 30th anniversary stream for Mega Man. Yeah. Um, yep. That's uh, the fourth, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be streaming it here on the channel if uh, people want nice. to buy. But what's uh, what's interesting is this is not at all similar to what they did at Tokyo Game Show because I actually streamed that one and was very disappointed. I almost lost a monitor over that because it almost went out the window. There they uh, they decided to introduce the life-sized Mega Man plush to us. <laughs> Instead of a Wait, game, was that the focus coming. of? I didn't see that. Is that the focus of what that they did? That was the TGS? pinnacle. That was like the the big thing they showed us. They showed us a wow. bunch of merchandise, and then they were like, "You can get this three hundred dollar life size Mega Man plush to put on your couch." Oh my and uh, that was the big thing. I John, John, John be honest. Ten minutes later, were you sitting there thinking, ah, "I might get it"? <laughs> I was like, "Refresh, refresh, refresh." F five, F five. Now this is garbage. Uh, <laughs> I need at least five of them. I might have been able to if I still lived like with my parents and everything. I might have been able to get my like uh, my 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 money's worth for it by just leaving it on the couch in the dark. And when people come home, they turn on the light and freak out. Yeah. That would have been the only thing I would have gotten any use out of it for. But uh, where I am now, I would no one would have thought it was. But my wife would have thought it was weird. That's about it. <laughs> and, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, leading up to that, they did tell us don't expect any games at all for the Tokyo Game Show one. Mm-hmm. But leading up to this one, they've done the complete opposite. They've Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft have all retweeted or retweeted messaged it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and they have said nothing about don't expect any new games. It's not only that, but it's in the middle of the day for like the United States. 
um, whereas mm-hmm. the Tokyo Game Show one was in the middle of the night. I think I streamed it at like 11 or 11 p.m. or midnight my time. Um, and, you know, usually when you have these announcements, I know people are like, well, you know, the United States isn't like the center of the world. But that's generally when they try to do these big announcements is when the United States is awake, generally. Um, for IGN, you know, and, and, and all these other places to cover it. Uh, so that's interesting because it looks like, I don't know where you guys are on this one, but it looks like we might finally get another game for Mega Man. We can hope. I feel like that's, it's dangerous to put our faith in that happening, but it's, you're, you're right that there are some signs that make us feel like something good could happen. And, and, you know, the fact that Nintendo retweeted it, people got excited for it. It could be something where they finally just announced the Mega Man anniversary collection. No, I didn't. Yes, they sent out full invitations to everyone. So they sent it out oh. to like IGN, uh, The Verge, I think, Kotaku. Probably Yogi like World. the typical places. And Yes, they yeah. sent it out to like everybody from Mega And it was like an actual letter. Like it was almost like a birthday invitation <laughs> to Mega Man's 30th. <laughs> just for you. I mean, there's no way that they're going to just announce Mega Man toys and they want like The Verge and Forbes and IGN there. Like they're not, yeah, you, they're not you bringing send it to IGN. Yeah, sending it to IGN where they know IGN yeah. most covers video games. Hey, game coverage that. guys, come look at our plushie toys. Like now, they're gonna do something, I think. So uh, apparently, Ash, I guess from Game Explain, got one. I assume mine was lost in the mail. That's what I'm gonna assume. Oh. But uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Erickson dropped 50 sex on us here. Sweet. Uh, the, Bring on the, the internal. Sex. The internal storage on the Switch is always going to be too small. Um, it's a good choice to let the consumer decide the size of the memory expansion. That's an interesting. Okay, so that's kind of a double-edged sword because you're. So that's the question I've asked people: Would you rather the internal storage be 128 gigabytes and the system be 50 to 60 dollars more, or would you rather have it be 50 to 60 dollars less and use that money for something like a 200 gigabyte card for yourself, like an SD card? I mean, I would take the second option personally. That's okay. just more interesting. Yeah, that's just more interesting people, to me. I think there's some people that would take the 128 gig because then every every game can fit on the system. Because yeah, I, I would do yeah. that. Because yeah. we're, we're to the point now where some games just don't fit on the system. Like, uh, yeah, like even like Heroes you can't fit, fit on it. Yeah, and I think NBA was a big one too. Like you couldn't yeah. even, if that was the only game you had, you still couldn't put it on your system. So there is that problem. I just, I guess I like the, uh, like the, the, the uniformity of being able to kind of change and configure it how I want as opposed to just spending the more money on the console. But sure. I mean, they kind of just achieve the same effect anyway. So it's just, the problem is, I, th- I think that the problem is Nintendo would have more of an uphill battle trying to sell the more expensive device like this mm. the buy-in price for the switch being 50 or 60 bucks more like probably wouldn't affect it for a lot of us I think but they, a lot of well, other people had that 300 dollars price tag in mind and they were like we don't want to go over this so cut sure, whatever we have yeah. to down because they well, want yeah, their hd yeah. rumble and all this it's stuff also it it's also just a business decision it's just like yeah. every it's everything else out there you know you can get a car with that has you know something that this other version of the car doesn't have. It's just customer choice, but also it's price point. They can't come in here with a system that's going to be $400 American right off the bat and have people just be like, oh, the Wii U was so great. I'm going to go drop another $500 on a game and a system. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. The one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is, um, you know, people will probably hate me for this, but I couldn't care less about Mega Man at this point in time because mm-hmm. of the way Capcom has handled their franchise and the other part of that is, even if they announce a new game, how many times do I have to play the same Mega Man formula over before, you know what I mean? It's like, I've played Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 10, and then they released 8, 9, and whatever, and Mega Man 10 classic version. And it's at that point in time, it's just like, what happened 
right. to the idea. Well, let, me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. It wasn't it? It was kind of the same way to me with Sonic, but then exactly. Sonic Mania, Mania comes out and kind of sets the internet on fire. I mean, it was uh, it's well, like that, a rated Sonic game. Yeah, well, but it's all based on nostalgia. I mean, once that's gone, you don't have anything. It's just not, it's not a very, what I'm saying is not a very original idea to just take something and redo it. Just because some guy loves Sonic and basically made it again well, is, what, is, is what awesome. Did, um, what it's if they awesome. did something like uh, Mega Man Legends 3, for example? The thing about that. Mega Man is, like, the thing about going back and rehashing these series, unless mm -hmm. it's something that's dramatic... Right. Then we still have all the old games, and to get all this hype going about another Mega Man that could just be another Mega Man that we've mm -hmm. essentially played before, I feel like it's like, well, we're going to go kiss Capcom's ass because they're just going to make another Mega Man and we're all happy now? It's like, at some point in time, <clears throat> you got to let that go. Like, uh, when I mean, you get yeah, older, you know? You could also make the argument for Call of Duty doing that same thing over and over again, Well, right? but Call of Duty has turned into just basically... The devs saying, okay, can can we even try to put in a story that anyone's going to care about here? Yes, we can. Okay, well, this is what we're going to try to do. That's it. It's still a shooting gallery. Like World yes. War II, which I'm reviewing at the moment too, is you, it's the same game I've played every other time I played Call of Duty. And, and on top of it, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just Medal of Honor Frontlines, which was a PS2 launch title, which was spectacular. And I, I like that, that game. That game was really good. Yeah, yeah it was 10 yeah, years those old ago. Medal of Honor games were very good, yeah. So, so what I'm saying here is, like, I understand people's nostalgia, right? Mm -hmm. And I understand that, like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, not to get back on Star Wars, but Episode Seven is sort of a retelling of what we loved, and now we need something new, right? It's like... Sonic Mania 2 is going to come. We all know that game is going to come, but it's just based on what we already love and know. So the question to everybody out there is, like, what do they do with Mega Man that's really going to excite us? Because if I see another Mega Man, like, 11 retro mm. game that's about to come out, you know, six bosses, nine bosses, and that's it. I mean, it's great and all. It's going to be, what, $15? They'll make, uh, you know, $10 million off the game, and that'll be it. It's like... It, is it possible, and this is the question, to take Mega Man into a 3D environment without it coming off as, like, Sonic the Hedgehog now? Because Sonic the Hedgehog, to me, is so overdone and dead that... Yeah, I, I Sonic just, really doesn't get in the 3D space very well. No, it's like... And the other thing is, like, these games are based on nostalgia for 2D games. You can't take some of these two game, two, two, 2D games and put them into a 3D environment and have them work. Unless you really know what you're doing with the with the actual IP, and only I, I'm trying to think like how many companies have successfully done that? You know, I don't know. Like Lords of Shadow taking the Castlevania, putting it into Lords of Shadow, did that go over too well? Not kind of mm. worked. I know that's I think that debatable. First pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was pretty good, but it didn't feel like that. So people are mm -hmm. immediately disappointed. So the question is like. Who, what's going to happen with Mega Man on Monday, tomorrow, or two I think days that's from the, now? That's the big question, is what are they going to show us? Is it just going to be about the Mega Man cartoon? I, I would assume it's not. Are they just going to bring the Legacy Collection to the Switch? I would hope not, because Sony and Xbox are talking about it. You think they're going to dig up the corpses of the two cancelled games they had, like, almost a decade they, ago? Well, that was one of them was Legends yeah. 3, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that that's the game, like, Super Mario Maker is, like, the one saving grace of the Wii U at the end there. If they just make us up, sort of you know, maker game, but it's just that online. 
Oh my god, that would be an amazing one of those, game. Uh, because, uh, one of those actually exists already. Uh, the fans made it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a question. Has Capcom, uh, you know, sued mm -hmm. them yet? Mm, surprisingly not. <laughs> it's really so weird. So then I'm going to say this now. If Capcom hasn't sued them to get that taken down, then it, it definitely isn't a game where you can make levels. Because usually uh, a company will come in oh, and... Oh, no, you can, you can actually play it right now. You can just go... No, on. I know you can play it, but oh, I'm yeah. saying it's like usually a major corporation will come in there and take all those games down just before they release something like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, usually they will. I was surprised that one didn't. Well, there um, wasn't there like a Mega Man sort of 3D... They, they built it. Didn't they build it at some point? Or was that somebody kind of made a concept of Mega Man in 3D? Maybe the chat knows there is a Mega Man 3D game out there, but I don't know if it was Capcom that worked on it during, I think, maybe the 360... And PlayStation 3 or... Do you mean a, like an unreleased game or... Yeah, like, I think they were working on it, but they... What if they, uh, what if they sure. pulled something from the Battle Network series? Like the RPG style. Those were oh. weird games. Yeah. Weird. So... I, I, I tried them, I couldn't get they, them. They, they were, were like they bad, went, I just... They did just that for a while, head. too. That was almost like their Pokemon attempt. Yeah, they even had one on the GameCube, I remember, too. That yeah. was the one I was, like, really excited for. I was like, okay, yeah. the Game Boy ones weren't for me, but the GameCube ones mm -hmm. are going to be great. And Here's I was a... still just like... It's a little yeah, bit it was too Retro weird for me. Studios. Zima, uh, Zima, Zima Duvant says Mega Man X was really bad when it went 3D. Yeah, X8 and X, or X7 and X8 were not very good. <laughs> well, here's well, what... Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say was going to happen tomorrow. And this is just a wild guess. That <laughs> cartoon is coming out, and it's yep. marking the 30th anniversary. I think they're going to release a cartoon version of the game. So it's going to be the classic Mega Man style, but it's going to have the look of that cartoon with his voiceover yeah. and all that. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't get too overhyped on something that's going to be mind-blowing. I'm guessing it's just that. It's funny you say that because the last time we saw something like that happen, if you guys remember, was <laughs> Sonic Boom. <laughs> when Sonic Boom launched and that was the same time they had the cartoon coming out. We all but know the, the cartoon's launched. actually not that bad. Oh, yeah, I know. But it was like that cross-marketing of like, hey, like a new game and brand for our character and then also a cartoon. So See, I'm but sure man, if Mega Man did it, it would be better than that. But it's just kind of just a Evan, there's a there's a super chat for you, man. Yeah, I saw. Your thoughts on thermal paste changes? I use liquid metal. It's interesting using liquid metal. Usually liquid metal is for dye, uh, the actual dye to the uh, heat spreader, generally. It, that's usually when you de-lid like an i7, you'll use that. Uh, drop 10 to 15 degrees on my CPU. What am I warranty? Yes. Uh, the Xbox One X's thermal paste is terrible. So if you're able to open your Xbox One X, change your thermal paste. I think most of the console's good. thermal paste are always bad. I mean, we've always been changing. Uh, the PS4's stuff. wasn't the worst. The Xbox One X, for some reason, not good. I don't know why. Does it, it become like dust after a couple of days, it, like the 360? Like, I, I, I opened it. I, I think I turned it on for an hour, and then I opened it up, and it was chalk. on the. On, it was worse than the 360s. Oh, God. Weird, right? Yeah, weird. Sean's in here. What's up, Sean? Greetings. Yo. Oh, how are you? How are you tonight, sir? Did you everything go okay with your party? Yeah, just it went a lot longer than I thought it would, and people were just not leaving. And I was like, okay, I got. I got was it like a work Christmas thing or like a friend Christmas thing? No, or? it was a work Christmas thing, and you can't oh. leave. You can't leave until they hand out the Christmas bonus, which they do at the very end. So. Oh. I just kind of like sat I'm here on the for the couch. money, and then I gotta go. Yeah. Did, anyone, did anyone like embarrass themselves there? <laughs> no, it's it's not too bad. Like I just sat on the couch and drank beer and ate a bunch of food. So oh, okay, easy enough, sweet. Yeah. Um, I will I will take this. Uh, I'll talk to Sean about it too. Sean, you notice how we have the giveaway thing up here? The likes, the Pixel Pal. Yeah, PDP hooked us up, man. They gave us some Pixel Pals, including two exclusive ones that are 
beyond the Sub-Zero door. Ooh. Yes, beyond that, there are two more pieces of paper behind there with two other Pixel Pal reveals. Well, people need kind to start hitting that like button then. Yeah, it's kind of exciting, yeah, actually. Man. I, like it I, want, I want you guys to see what the next two are. I want to see what people's reactions are because people really like that Sub-Zero one, and that's not even the, the, the exclusive one. That one's the common one, so this could be kind of neat. Um, so we, we we ran over a few things there, Sean. The Mega Man stream, you know about that, I assume, right? Yes. Okay. Um, quickly, your thoughts on that before we move on to a few other things here. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think anything big is going to happen, or do you think it's going to be kind of a Capcom being Capcom situation? Much ado about nothing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. And then uh, we okay. So you guys saw that ukulele got announced on the Switch finally, right? We got a we got an actual date. Yes. Thank God. December fourteenth. Now I have to ask people. Is anyone still interested in it? <laughs> Sean and I are like both on the same page here. Yeah, the when when I heard it was, you know, essentially going to be Vaseline screen on the uh, handheld mode at 600p, it's like no. Like no. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Like a, a big game, you know, a big game that has blurriness, okay, you know, I can like something like Doom that was blurrier on the on the handheld than in dock mode. Okay, I can somewhat understand that, but but ukulele now. No, 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 no. Sorry. Pass. Unless they give me a review code, I, I could care less about it. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is definitely super disappointing, but I've been wanting to play this game since April, and I was like, I'm going to believe the Switch version will come out. So even if it's bad, I'm just excited to just finally get my hands on it. So that's that's really my whole thing. How much is it going to be? That's the question. I, think I, I don't think they've announced bucks, it. Right? Did they say forty bucks? I, haven't I would hope it's for, that's what it was on the other systems that came out. I hope it's not fifty because you can get the more, PS4 man. version. Well, it's digital like, only, right? So that's the good yeah. thing. That means hopefully it won't be ten dollars more. Well, how many people yeah. here have played the game? I have. I and like how many people here that have played the game actually think it's a good game? Not not me. <laughs> See, that, that's that's what's amazing about this is like super, super Lucky's Tale. I think is a better game to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was really curious you. about that. Yeah. yeah. What What's crazy is like there's so much hype for that game. I mean, it's not it's not a bad game. It's it's a middle of the road game. That's the thing. It's there's nothing that really makes it stand out too much. Uh, see, Max would be perfect because he actually reviewed it heavily, played all the way through it, and and had some actual opinions on it. He didn't like it that much though. Oh, I reviewed it too. I didn't like it at all. I thought oh, it was okay, just. <laughs> I thought it was just like, hey, look at us. We're back. We're gonna make you a game, and that mm. it wasn't. See, and that's what's crazy to me. I was I was talking about this on a stream I did the other day too, because. Because I never played the game and it was like everyone was so down on it when it came out, which like broke my heart. I was like, oh, my God, it's getting fives and sixes. Like, that's crazy. I thought this game was going to be amazing. And so with it coming out soon and they're saying it's like this definitive version, I'm sure it won't be that much better. But I've been watching all this new footage of the game and it's it's not that I don't necessarily believe that it is probably a bad game. But I just see these the footage and it looks so badass. Like I'm like, man, how did this game turn out bad? I mean, ukulele is not. So, I'm, I'm not gonna say it. It's not a bad game. Like you can play it. It, it works. It, you know. And yeah, it's sure. like Banjo Kazooie, but it's not. It's not like a stand. Like I think people hyped it up to the point of like Mighty Number no. Nine status, and then yeah. it kind of did the same thing Mighty Number no. Nine did, <laughs> where oh, it yeah. wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't an amazing I mean, game. I'm prepared for it to not be good, but I'm just excited. Just just to know like because i just don't know if it's good or not right now and i'm excited i have a reason to try it on the switch and i don't know what that 600p is going to look like on that portable man it might be really bad but it's good well it's going to look like uh what was it called snake pass snake pass yeah Mm -hmm. yes if you've played snake pass on the switch that's what you're in for you're in for sort of a very blurry experience that's that's, this is where it's going to be interesting to me because what i've seen so far with like unreal engine that's how they solve the issues they do what sean said they they smear vaseline on it this is 
a Unity game, and the Unity games are actually a little different. They don't crash resolution like they do with Unreal. So I think Ukulele is going to be the best look we've ever had at a Unity game on the Switch because we don't see a lot of games like Ukulele built in Unity. We see Unreal yeah. uh, games built. Even Rocket League's Unreal. That's Unreal Engine 3. Um, so that seems to be the best way to make that work. Panic button, they seem to seriously have lower the resolution button is what they have when they, mm. when they, uh, when they port these things. So I am extremely curious how this larger Unity game is going to work out because the last Unity games I remember Evan and I played was, um, what was that game, Evan, from, uh, the, the one where the guy was, like, going through, like, treatment and he was, like, hallucinating? What oh, game was that? That was, like, that? that was, like, Phantom Trigger or something? Are you talking about Sean's life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it, what was wasn't that like phantom trigger evan possibly yeah yeah yeah, yeah I mean, the, the last one i played was technically um the battle chasers game well that one well i think battle chasers might be unity also yeah. um but uh that's why yeah, it got held back for switch phantom trigger was unity and that didn't look too bad it wasn't super difficult to play or anything but uh uh that is going to be the biggest game we've seen as ukulele so i'm actually going to be curious to see how that turns out visually. Um, and well, apparently, according to them, it's their best version, which is interesting. Which is very interesting, but how many really good games are made on Unity? Uh, like, not, Re I, really I think, think Recore, Recore was yeah. made on Unity. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Recore was. That's not, that's not that bad, but I mean, it's yeah. like, you can see the engine at play. I, I'm not a huge fan of Unity. Mm. Yeah, a that's lot of the, people are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that first. You know, like I fooled around with it myself since it's like very plug and play for the yes. developers. And I don't think a lot of people are going in and <laughs> changing any of the code. They're just using what's there. And that's the unfortunate part. Well, the trick was at the time for a lot of developers, Unity was the only one that used the plan where you could make your game on it and then pay them for the release. Whereas yeah. Unreal at the time was like, no, you have to pay us up front. Now Unreal is using their business model. So I feel like a lot more companies are going to go, let's just go with Unreal. I mean, it works for everything. Yeah. So, uh, but um, Unity. All right. So ukulele, yeah or nay? What do you guys think? Anyone getting it other than I guess Rob, you're getting it. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting extra review code for that one. Luckily, so. I think I'm getting. I think I'm gonna get a review That's code then over two from Playtonic. Um, but I actually, the problem is now, I'm gonna be playing a Hat in Time on my PS4, and I already know that game's good because uh, mm. I have a review code for that currently. And uh, then I'm gonna go straight into ukulele. Ukulele. So I'm gonna be a little disappointed there because I think Hat in Time is better. <laughs> also, yeah, you'll be downgrading. Uh, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, I'll be going from Mario Odyssey to Hat in Time. To ukulele. <laughs> Ouch. So, so, what, if it, what if it turns out to be like amazing somehow? Maybe they like the they, they fix the camera. Stop it. Yeah. Impossible. I'll be I'll be curious to see how they I'm got sure it's it bad. working. Because apparently yeah. Unity and Nintendo both work directly with them. So well, and, that, and I'm that the biggest complaint I remembered when it came out early in the year was the camera. That was well the camera, and I guess everyone said it's like really barren. Like there isn't much like to do. And uh -huh. so if they and fix the camera, don't, don't forget the voices. Are they don't bad? If you haven't played, uh, you know, like yeah. when characters talk in that game, you want to kill yourself. There's no voiceover. Oh. No, it's it's like a mumble. It's like yeah. a well, it's, it's like Banjo Kazooie. It's exactly they're trying to do the banjo thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But it just, I, why? Why are we still doing this? It's not 1994. <sighs> um. So let's uh let's go into the the next thing I have here, guys. And this is very interesting because I talked about it on Newswave, and then the next day they come out and they fix it. I guess I think the guy said something he shouldn't have personally. The guy who makes um. PUBG, Brendan uh, Green. He talks about 
player unknowns battlegrounds he talks about it for the xbox one x and the xbox one s now he says the x was playing it at 60 frames whereas the s was struggling it was like between 30 and 40 they're optimizing it and then the next day it comes out that oh no it's 30 frames per second across the board and then fans got really annoyed they got really mad because they thought and with, there's still no clarification on this. It sounds like this may be an instance where the X is being held back to accommodate the S, mm. um, the weaker system. So I, I wanted to see what your guys' take was on this because well, this is, uh, I thought this was a pretty funny. I'm pretty close with, with Microsoft and the internal sort of situation with the X. And there's no way, and I'll say this, there's no way in hell that Microsoft would hold back a 60 frame per second game on the X. It would make... It would be the complete opposite of what their whole model is right now. So I think he just misspoke. Mm. And I think that somebody high above him said, you need to get rid of that and we'll clarify it later. It's just a simple, you know, people don't realize there's thousands of people that work at these companies. And just because he says one thing, he might be misspeaking on it, right? So Well, he's the, he's the one who creates the game, though. He is like yeah. the person who makes the game. No, totally. But he's st he still he might be the guy that creates the game, but there's still a hundred people that work with him to make that game. So it could be it could be anything. No, he, I, he, actually, he made the game himself. Like, it was just him. I, but That's why no, this is not, so interesting to a lot of people. Well, he's totally made the game himself. On yeah, totally, he's made the game himself. But I, I mean, mean he's got people helping port it. Port it. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like what, at yeah. this point in time, I'm pretty sure he's just counting his money in a Lamborghini in a pool. But my point here <laughs> is that. You know, there's no way Microsoft would would hold back 60 frames on the system. Zero chance. Even in even in like a competitive shooter. No, there's no way in hell they would. Uh, what, who are they competing against? It's a PC and them. That that's it. It's 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 exclusive. You don't you now. don't think people would complain about having the the cheaper system and having an unfair advantage or having the larger system have an unfair advantage? No. That's they'd say. Well, go buy an X then. Oh, that's interesting. Because, because they're really pushing the X um, to be a system that is also 1080p just because it's 4k doesn't mean that you can't buy it on on 1080p so that's a huge selling point for them so that's something that they would keep in there that's like saying they would take gears and make it only 30 frames on the X when they could do 60 it just doesn't make sense especially when they paid a lot of money to have it an exclusive what uh player isn't that a timed exclusive yeah, but that's yeah. a payment. They don't. He doesn't just. They don't just knock on his door and like. Will you kindly give us the game for? A, a oh yeah, while? no, there, there, oh, there's yeah. money involved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in this, in the same breath, it's it's not like that game is really like a, a technical marvel or anything. Like, yeah, the game, no, the game looks like a fucking PS3 it's, game. It, but the problem is, dude, people with like 1070s have a hard time getting 60 frames. It's a, it's kind of a broken game in terms of optimization. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, one dude made it, so. Like, like to be honest with you, it's it's kind of a, a shitty game to begin with. Like, I I'll watch. It's nominated for play game it. of the year, though. Yeah, a beta <laughs> nominated for game. Yeah, seriously, a beta nominated like, for game. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not bad in theory. Like I like Fortnite. I will watch people play. Uh, like I watched my buddy play a little last night, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But like, I I just I don't like. What's the point of it? Like, how is that? I don't. I don't there's, see how it's like. One, I think like, there's one map for the game too, isn't there? I yeah, think it's just one big map. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't see how how like that. That's fun. Like that's interesting. But as far as you know, being on the the X and the S, like I, I don't know if, if you can't get that game running at 60 frames as you know shitty as the 
you know, comparatively speaking, as shitty as it looks compared to other games, like there seems like there's something wrong. Like there's something wrong with the game itself, with the code itself. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they've kind of, people make fun of it for that because it's, if they're updating it, but it, it feels kind of like a broken game. Like Evan, you were telling me, Evan, you have to like turn down settings and stuff for it to even like work half the time. For Heavily, you. Yeah. Even you, you know, the computer we built for my one buddy, right? Like he, yeah, yeah, that thing was a lot of that stuff down. That was like a $2,200 computer. That was yeah. nice. This is a sweet computer. His his video card has a water has like a closed tube water cooler connected to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that yeah, so he has to turn it down with his 1080. Yeah, yeah, you can't wow. go to ultra settings, and even past that, you still have to use reshade, which is making me laugh a little bit about the console release version. But to make it look better uh, on PC, you have to actually use an outside program to mess with the engine settings. Yeah, people are talking about in the chat. This the hilarity is one of the big announcements at uh, the Game Awards is that game's second map. <laughs> so we'll have Are you two serious? maps. Yeah, Guess dude. what? Yeah. We have options. Well, it's oh. supposed to be a smaller map, which for a little bit there, uh, me and my friends were interested in because we hate the fact that this map is so huge it's for the people. It's a desert map, right? Because, yeah, but it's a small map. Like, it's a bit smaller, and we were hoping that it would still be 100-man on a smaller map because that's really, like, the, you get in, you see who you can kill before you die, and then that's it. That's the end of the game. Uh, but it sounds like they're cutting down uh, player count on that map as well. So it's just going to be the same, like, barren mm-hmm. emptiness. You're just running around 30 minutes. It's the same simulator. ratio of, like, space to player kind of. It's what it's starting to look like. And it's just going to be. Have, a, um, I was yeah. trying to figure this out. Do we have any instances yet? I'm sure we will eventually because we have them on the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Do we have any instances yet where the frame rate is different between the X and the S? Yet? Yet. I'm sure. Like in a different game, out. you mean? No, like, like in the same like like in the same game. Like the uh, I know the PS4 Pro has a boost mode that's enabled in like the Evil Within. I assume it is on the the X as well. So, what what was the question on that? So oh, I was uh, reading this. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, the the X and the S. I was trying to figure out right now because I haven't gone through all the games. Uh, if there are any games on the X that is like lo- like has a sixty frames per second mode, because I know the 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 Pro has Final Fantasy fifteen. I think is getting one. Oh, but I didn't um, know if the if the X Witcher three had has an unlock frame right now. Oh, it's unlock frame. Yeah, right. that okay. that was gotcha. one. That was one of the games that they didn't lock the frame rate in. So if you play it on the S, it's thirty. If you play it on the X, it's sixty. Okay, yeah, that's what I was I was trying to figure out if there's anything like that. I know there's none multiplayer wise between the PS4 Pro and the PS4, so I don't really expect there to be any on the S or the Xbox One X um, at all. I think uh, it's just a matter of time on that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of been proven at this point in time that the X will be able to do things that the Pro cannot do. Oh yeah, like, no, we we are we're yeah we all understand that. I think at this point. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just I think it's just a matter of like when that stuff's going to really start to kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, I, that's I, the kind of thing that and I, we've talked about. I know a couple times too in a podcast that makes the whole release of the X and like how they did it and when they did it seemed kind of strange because it, it sort of feels like they, they weren't entirely ready. And, you know, we can beat the whole crackdown thing to death. Like that game should have been ready to launch alongside of the X. So it's like, we have a really good game that people want to buy that Microsoft published and that shows off the power of the X. And it just seems like, because they are still struggling to do some things like this and get it to perform properly. I feel like Anthem is going to be one of those like marquee titles that can really, really sell people on the X. Like Mm -hmm. this is why we made this system. So you can play this kind of experience this way. So I, I just feel like until we get something like that, it's hard to it's hard to really understand what Microsoft is trying to do with it, you know? So, Am I the only one who hates that shit? Like, 
God, I can't stand it. I can't. I cannot stand. I cannot stand this PS4, this PS4 Pro, this Xbox One S, <laughs> Xbox One X. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous, and I hate it. You it's don't weird. like the uh, steps, do you? No, I hate it. I, I. It's the stupidest thing in the world to me. For these small incremental boosts for the exact same game is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no point in my mind. I don't even really like the new 3DS. I liked it because the 3D was a little bit better on it, and it had Xenoblade. But at least it had one exclusive game. None of these systems have exclusive games. It's just so stupid. Like, well, and that, and that's the why point? the model. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you because, like, that's why the model is like a weird, broken. Like, the business model is a weird model because you want to sell people on all the cool new power of our new upgrade, but also like no games will take advantage of it because we don't want to screw over the people who have the old models. And yeah. so it's just a confusing, weird thing. Like, it's just weird. It's just I made a whole video about how weird it was. Like, it's I just it's I wacky. Don't, I, I, I don't really, like hate them, but it's just strange, dude. Like, I I agree, it's really strange. And it's not like it's not like a situation, you know. Some people say, "Oh, you know, you had the expansion pack on the N64. You had Sega CD. You had 32X. All of those things." First off, the expansion pack was dirt cheap. It came with freaking Donkey Kong 64, which was a very high selling game. And even if you didn't want it, it was like thirty bucks. Okay, Sega CD, 32X, all these attachment systems that expanded the life of those systems all had exclusive games. So if you wanted to pay, play specific games, if you want to play yeah. a 3D fighter with Virtual Fighter, if you wanted to play a game like Snatcher, you had to buy that platform. It's just like, I don't know, it just, it just blows my mind how people are just so accepting of these mid-generation systems that are just small incremental upgrades that you don't even know how long this is going to be the, the preferred platform. I mean, these systems came out in 2013. We're entering 2018. You don't think that the new consoles are on the horizon? You honestly think we're going to have a console generation as long as the PS3 and the Xbox 360? No, that was an anomaly. And everyone just is, you know, <laughs> is comfortable with that. He's going to explode. <laughs> they think that that's like the new standard, that the Xbox 360 and the PS3's long life cycles is the new standard. When you look back at gaming history, that's never been the standard that's that's the exception not the standard yep. so yep. okay i got I a know. question for you then go on for everybody in the whole panel if nintendo says in two years we're going to release a switch that has a better processor in it has more memory in it has a 1080 screen on it and also might do some other magical little thing how many of you guys are going to go and get that there's one difference before i before i answer that i'm gonna tell you there's one difference because the, the switch you can actually upgrade it and it won't cost more than what the Switch is. Because if I'm a Switch owner and I already have the dock and the Joy-Con controllers, Nintendo, if they're smart, would just have it so that you upgrade the actual physical tablet thing. So that could be sub $200, whereas something like the X and the PS4 Pro are all 400 and more, which is more than the base model of the system. So I would do that, but only under the fact that I could use my current dock and my current joy cons which there's no reason why i couldn't be able to do that it would make sort of sense for them to do that in two three years down the road because it's an upgrade you're only upgrading the tablet so if you don't have a switch you could buy the whole shebang if you do have a switch you could still use your old stuff it's not I know, like but it's a little debatable here because you're you're saying you do it with nintendo and yeah we're talking about a, a high-end xbox right so you're saying with nintendo it's okay in two three years because you already have all that stuff and you just plug in the centerpiece Correct. what i'm saying here is for i'm you know i'm going on the xbox side for a second here and just saying if somebody wants to have the top of the line pc they go out there and build it if somebody loves xbox and wants to have a top of the line xbox 
they just gave them that. It's not like it's the they're saying you have to go do that. They're still pushing the S, and the S still looks spectacular on 1080p. Oh, I agree. It's also saying that 4K, we're knocking on the door of 4K, so if you want to spend the money, you can do it now, or you can wait for Xbox 2 or whatever the hell they'll call it in three or four years. So it's kind of debatable here where... People are saying, like, I don't understand X. I don't, well, explain PC and PC parts to me. Why are there new parts every year? Why are there new graphic cards? Why are there new monitors? Why are there all new accessories? It's because you have to push it in a direction. It can't just sit there. And the original Xbox was not so good against the PlayStation 4. As you remember, frame rate issue all over the place. And then on top of it, it couldn't even do <coughs> full HD for the most part. It was always doing 900 when the PS4 was always outdoing it in terms of its uh, resolution. So it's I think it's a I think it's a little bit tricky though. Like you make some really good points, but I think that there is still that that customizable nature of PC that makes it a little bit different. And the console business model has been so set in its way for so long that again, and I'm not even like so anti PS4 Pro and One X. I think I think it's weird. And I would have preferred if it maybe didn't happen, but I'm not like so, so like not able to handle that they exist. But it does become that much more strange and, and awkward to be seeing like some of the big players. And we can throw Nintendo in there if they end up doing this down the road too, where they feel like they have to make these huge adaptations to what's going on. To me, it's always felt like, well, these systems and these companies maybe weren't ready for what the industry needed at the time they came out. And maybe developers have been pushing beyond just like the entertainment industry, maybe saying, hey, 4K TVs, so make 4K consoles. But it could have also been like, you know, our battle when Battlefield 5 comes out, it's going to need way more power than your Xbox One and PS4. And we can't, we're sick of compromising our PC versions or whatever. But the thing is, so the, yeah, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you guys this real quick. Um, uh, I am one of the only people I know in real life that actually bought an Xbox One X. Everyone yeah. else asked me why, because I don't even have a 4K TV, by the way. <laughs> I, I bought it because I was hoping for smoother frame rate, which Halo 5 seems to get that. Um, it actually stays at 1080p. Well, and you end up having like way. a new uh, thing to mess with and try, so that's yes, not a bad yeah. thing to do. I actually, I actually like the X. I th it's actually the best built system I've ever seen. I've so, only so ever far. heard it as a good machine, um, so there yeah. is that. Uh, my question really is, Microsoft essentially, uh, they essentially surrendered about a year and a half of sales for the Xbox One S. They know they weren't going to touch the PS4. That's mostly because they put so much money of their budget into the R&D of the Xbox One X. I assume that's why mm -hmm. we didn't see really a lot of exclusives announced for it that were like game breaking. They, they really st stuck with the third parties. Jace, do you think it would have been better if they, instead of develop the X for as long as they did and really pushed to people, I think they would have been better taking some of that money and maybe matching the PS4 Pro that year it came out and using some of that R&D money for things like buying off marketing or buying off exclusives for games? Well, I think the history of gaming has taught us that first out of the gate usually is something that is very important in gaming. So, 360, yeah. Exactly. So when you're first out of the gate, you get a lot of hype. People are like, wow, this is the first time you could do this on a home console. I think what Microsoft's trying to do here, and by, you know, I'm not a Microsoft salesman here. I just, I understand what they're doing here because I understand business. What they're trying to do here is take the extra couple of years after the Pro came out and have a system that essentially can handle 4K, but it also will do things that we haven't seen it do yet. So if people are developing for it right now, 
in a couple of years, games on that system are going to look way better than the Pro. So that's something that is They're kind planning of, for the future is what you're it, saying. Yeah, it's a yeah. plan for the future, but also on top of it, it's a plan for the past games because if you think about it, uh, and I've said this publicly, I will never, ever, ever again play another third-party game on my PlayStation 4, ever. There's no reason. I'm actually reason. kind of the same way right now, yeah. So in saying that, you know, to get somebody to say that, it's not light. It's not light. I mean, that's a huge deal. I'll never buy another PlayStation 4 third-party game ever again. So here well, we, here, I think that's oh, the... We hit the 600-like uh, goal, which is great, because that means that the... Sub-Zero Pixel Pal is being given away. And now we can yeah, yeah. show you guys what the next one is. This one is one of the two exclusives. It's um, it's a uh, one of 1,000, apparently, according to the box. Damn. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is not the one of 1,000. It's exclusive. <laughs> uh, next one. The, the final decrease. The final boss that's going to be coming up is... Uh, one of 1,000. I almost don't want to give it away because of that. <laughs> but the next one that you're gonna that we're gonna be doing is uh, Kratos. Yeah, Kratos. So Kratos is from uh, the God of War series. Is the next Pixel Pal. And that that looks like Old Man Kratos. Is that what that is from uh, God of War? I can't. Yeah, that's, yep, that's, 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 that's Old Man Kratos. Yeah. This is uh, this is Old Man Kratos. Has him and his son on the back. Um, but what's cool about this is when we do pull them. Uh, you can pick which one you want if you're the first person, the second one, third one. So yes, Kratos is the next one being added to the pool here. I think you guys will like the last one because it is one of 1,000. Uh, the last one is, um, says right on the front and is one of the exclusive kind of rare ones. So that one, um, that so Kratos will be given away at 800 likes and then the next one is pretty cool. So we'll see where we get to there. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. So yeah, hit that hit the like button and we'll we'll go from there. So um let's let's move down from there guys. I think we had some interesting topics about the Xbox One X. I think it really depends on who you are. Do you have a 4K TV? Yes, then maybe buy one because it might be worth it for you. You also I think you have to buy more than Call of Duty and Madden every year. I think you have to be invested in the brand as well. Um so uh let's see. Let's move down here guys. Uh Final Fantasy is coming up on its 30th anniversary. Uh, that's actually mid-December, I think. It was December 16th or something. Uh, it's coming up on its 30th anniversary, along with actually Mega Man. Those were actually out in the same year, which is kind of cool. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy titles next year. A bunch of new ones, according to the Square Enix brand manager. He had a whole interview on YouTube and talked about it. So they are looking to release a bunch of games next year, both mid-tier, and then they talked about even some of the bigger ones. Um, and now it's really up to everyone to figure out what are they talking about? Are they talking about uh, maybe more spinoffs of Final Fantasy 15 because they had their stream and they talked about, yes, there will be more DLC for this. Max had a little conniption fit and like went crazy <laughs> for a minute there in the in the yeah. Twitter DMs with me. But yes, there, there will be uh, more DLC. But there could also be things like ports to systems like uh, what could be like cell phones it could be the switch it could be stuff going to the xbox i i don't i don't know how much <laughs> yeah i know because it's not a japanese rpg type system but you get what i'm saying and now really we got to figure out what what could they bring back and what could they move over i was thinking they actually do something with final fantasy 7 even on the switch or maybe they announce um some mid-tier final fantasy game for cell phones but i I got one off the top. I think everyone's sure. going to agree this one's really good. Just exclusive to Switch, oh, Final man. Fantasy Tactics new Ooh. version. Switch. Yeah, I've been exclusive. Totally on the tactics thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Exclusive and uh, online. Give me that on Switch. Boom. 
I, I that's an instant buy. I would buy that. Yeah, I'd I'd spend a full price on that if it yeah, was, totally. had enough content. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when when this whole like mid tier Final Fantasy thing started, the the first thing I also jumped to was tactics. But I also admit, not a not a Final Fantasy expert by any stretch. But for some reason, that was a game that seemed to make sense and fall in that kind of mid tier label. Um, I mean, exclusive to Switch would be awesome. I could see them wanting to bring that to other consoles, or even that would be a great mobile game. I feel like they could probably make something like a tactics work on mobile. So maybe they would even do like a switch in a mobile or if they wanted to take advantage of like touchscreen stuff. So, and my, my big worry, and I say this as somebody who has not yet played 15, even though I do really want to try it. Um, my big worry is that they end up doing the weird kind of like you alluded to John, where they spin that off into like the weird final fantasy 13 territory where they started doing way more with that brand than anyone really wanted them to do. Uh. And I feel like, I want to say that Square is smart enough not to do that again and learn that it didn't really work. To be fair, I think people like 15 way more than they liked 13. Now, I did play Final Fantasy 13, the original version. It was, it was okay. Um, but I think people like 15 enough that maybe they feel emboldened enough to want to give that model a shot again. But I don't know. I don't think they would. It's just the only other thing that kind of jumps to mind, you know, or like a Crystal Chronicles thing. Maybe they bring Crystal Chronicles. Oh, back. God. I, I, I like that game. I How about a chocobo cart game? <laughs> well they've done enough stuff i mean resident evil has a bunch of weird spin-offs and that kind of thing. what do you guys think about so. going back in time and, and maybe pulling up something like <laughs> final fantasy 6 or final fantasy 3 whichever one you want to call it and move it into kind of the modern era like a remake yeah. or like a re like a remake of it yeah. kind of like they did with uh, four on that. the game not, Boy, or not the first quite not quite as far as like final fantasy 7 remake but maybe something <laughs> like a project octopath look well, that'd be great on Switch. I mean, I, you know what I'd love to see them do? Just take all of the Final Fantasies up until a certain amount and just rework them and, and release it as a box set. They, they did. Uh, that's actually coming to Japan uh, only. It's for this 30th anniversary. <laughs> I think it's like $100-something, dollars, but it has everything from Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 9, I think, in it. And it's this there big box set. It's really cool. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's for. It might be for PS4 and Vita, I think, strangely. Vita? What <laughs> yeah. is that? Yeah, I remember seeing this a while ago, and I was like, I need that. And then I looked it up, and it was like, it, you, if you live outside Japan, you're going to have to buy from a scalper. So yeah. uh, it's like 400 bucks from a scalper. And I was like, eh. <laughs> no, I'd have to do a serious unboxing on the channel to make that work. <laughs> How many of you are kind of, uh, I don't want to say the word sick of Final Fantasy games, but I mean, it's like, are, are, are any of us really hyped about any of this stuff? Like super uh hyped? I mean, I, I this is Square, though, talking about Final Fantasy. There's also the rumor of World Ends With You coming from them to the Switch, but for mm -hmm. the most part, they are fixated on Final Fantasy because it's namesake right now. With, well, I guess and that's the, thing, that's the thing that makes me, sorry to cut you off, that makes me nervous about like my whole thing about spinning off and doing the 13 again. They're so weirdly, weirdly focused on Final <laughs> Fantasy as opposed to so many other things they could be doing. It's like, well, if they're that dedicated... That's the kind of thing that made the weird Final Fantasy 13 trilogy or whatever they were doing there. So, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of other cool stuff they could do. I want that World Ends With You thing. I hope that's real. That's where I'm focused on. And what if they, uh, know, what if Kingdom they moved, Hearts uh, 3, what the hell's going on with that? So, yeah. that kind of stuff. What if they moved like World of Final Fantasy over to the Switch because they just moved it over to PC and it's on Vita? Yeah, I, I think that's got to come to Switch. Yeah, that's an easy yeah. one, I think. I um, think they're getting I, ready. It's kind of, they've made it sound like they're getting ready to kind of unload on the Switch, like in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> like some I guess that's true. That, I, I think mean, a lot of the Japanese developed, we have this, did you guys see the rumored Bandai event that's supposed to be happening? Yeah, that's yeah. weird, man. But exciting if it's real, you know. We should have an announcement for it by now. But like, oh, I think when, you're right when with these Japanese that? developers. Uh, oh, December 15th? 
and I it, think that was the it, rumored date. And it it isn't aren't they rumored to be doing Metroid? Yo, man, that, that is, is such part a weird of the rumor. rumor. <laughs> no, that but is it's such a, a weird rumor. Mm. It's got some traction, mm. though. Right, but we, yeah. we're hearing um, we're hearing about Soul Calibur right now. That's the yeah. big one. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think Soul Calibur makes a lot of sense. Put Link in there. You know how much that's gonna sell? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you remember how big it was on GameCube when that was announced? Yeah, and it was like, yeah. Holy if they crap. revisit that. If they, well, they, they that definitely have that so uh that, they definitely have that relationship with nintendo i think they could ask for link again and i think nintendo would would give it to them well so. they nintendo has been yeah. kind of lenient with giving people their characters yeah. lately yeah ubisoft made that actually a pretty good game with mario and uh, rabbits yeah. that so, is true sure. we saw it start with hyrule i mean remember hyrule warriors that was an insane idea before it actually became like real and it was like oh my god like with Zelda, Nintendo is sharing Zelda with this other company in this way. Like, different than when, like, Capcom made the, I think the Oracle games were Capcom back in the day. But those, because those were still, like, Zelda games. Hyrule Warriors was, like, a third-party franchise with Zelda, and that worked out so well. Mm-hmm. So I realized I forgot to ask. Sean, did you get, um, did, did you get, uh, what you call it yet? Uh, Xenoblade yet? No. Are, you, are go- you not, you're not a go- Xenoblade person? Or are you not a I am. I just have a lot of shit going. Okay. Well, like, let me let me tell you right now, Sean. If you don't have thirty hours to spend on it, uh, don't get it right away. That's, <laughs> that's dude, what I'm I, thinking. I'm ten hours in, and I was telling him I'm ten hours in, and I'm still getting tutorials. <laughs> well, I just saw something. It is a game, very, dude. Very interesting. Um, it's completely off topic, but I went it's to about, Walmart. I went to Walmart. WWE. Yes, I, yeah, I, already, to... I already pre-ordered it from Walmart. <laughs> Did you do the release date though? It's January, right? Is what they're yeah. saying. I don't yeah. think that's right. I don't oh, think that's right. No, actually, now it says ships on December sixth. What is it? Ooh. WWE. That's in like a week for the Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only forty two bucks on yep. Walmart's website. I pre-ordered. Right I pre-ordered it. Yeah. yeah so do you guys? Do you guys right think now. that? Do you guys think that confirms that gameplay leak that was running around like a week ago? That yeah, that was, that was actually Switch gameplay then. Or uh, yeah, I think, I think I Walmart think has it right now. What the hell else yeah. is in my cart? So uh, I uh, I already pre-ordered it though, and I'm just gonna go pick it up in store when it comes out. I guess I mean, dude, December sixth is uh, next week. That, this no Tuesday, isn't it? December sixth is Wednesday. Wednesday. No, the, it would be Wednesday. I think yeah. yeah. Monday's the fourth. That's weird. So, yeah. I don't know, man. That sounds all. That sounds like they're all over the. This game, man. This game is the weirdest thing yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I'm just I just like wrestling too much to not buy it. <laughs> I haven't, I'm, I haven't. I hear actually, you, man. Everyone's got their thing, so I hear you, dude. I'm just saying it's the weirdest look. Like, how is this game leaked, and then they say nothing about it, but people have physical <laughs> copies of it? <laughs> why? And also, why is it a mystery? What the hell? Why make this game a mystery, dude? People want this. It's game. probably. You know anything about this, Jason? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, man. it might be really shitty. I think you might be right, man. That might. Who be cares? Problem. I mean, when the hell was the last time a, a WWE game was good? Like you said, wow, this is a really good WWE game. Like, it's I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. Uh, here, here comes, comes the pain. pain. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So right. here's the thing. You guys will find this funny. I haven't been. Uh, I haven't even watched real wrestling in like ten years. I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Wait, there's real wrestling. Where is this? Well, real you know, wrestling? you know, real wrestling. <laughs> but what I remember from kick-ass wrestling games when I was like a teenager was the WrestleMania, like. It was, uh, it was like on the arcades and on the 16-bit consoles where it was like Mortal Kombat digitized people fighting in a ring. <laughs> WrestleMania, like the arcade game? Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we loved that game. I don't think uh, it was. I love that, that too. Oh, dude, it, it was, was so okay. good. And then you remember, 64 had like, was it NWO versus the No World Mercy, or dude, No Mercy, come on. Well, that one too. No, WCW, NWO Revenge. Let me ask you a question. Did WCW on Revenge? On N64. Did that, did that have ladder matches? No. I, I don't did remember. No Mercy it, didn't. I, 
It didn't need it though. Because it, <laughs> it, did it, did it did it have a full did it have a full co op story mode where you can do tag team mode through it? Oh, that story was terrible. Come it on. Did not. No mercy did. <laughs> dude, no mercy had a, had a branching. Dude, it was a branching path, man. You could pick whatever you want to do. Oh my gosh, it was like Mass Effect before Mass Effect. <laughs> oh man, and I that it was back in the WWF days, I believe, too. Dude, if you go to like conventions, dude, just too many games. People were playing No Mercy. They were having a No Mercy, no mercy tournament. Of course, that's pretty sweet. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. Um, I did pre-order it on Walmart. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I just did. I don't think they charged me yet, though. I don't think. Um, so no, I, they, I, I mean, is, it's it sounds oh, like it's did. not anywhere they, else, right? It's only Walmart. No, I mean other places just have to be determined uh, as the release date. Oh, Jason, what's your cat's name, man? Oh, Foggy. Sorry, I had to pick her up. She's meowing. Oh, (laughs) Uh, she's like fifteen years old. Did you, um, Jason? Did you play any of the other wrestling? You don't review any of those, do you? I haven't uh, reviewed any of the wrestling games. It was was Mm -hmm. funny. I was going to add in the last one I played is the same as um, what Rob was talking about, like. I remember using Undertaker and shooting like, shooting like spirits out of my hand. Oh, yeah, it was so cool, man. That, that, that was that like that shit was so cool. Yeah, I mean, I have a funny story to go along with that, but I won't get into it. But that, uh, <laughs> well, let's just say that I got arrested and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that took a turn fast. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what wow. happened was um, I was with my friend and he stole something and we all got busted. And anyways. Uh, my mom felt horrible for me because I was just, I happened to be there at that moment. So she was like, what game do you want to go rent? And I rented that game. So it's one of those games that I always will remember for that Mm -hmm. sort of time in my life. But I'll never forget uh, growing up being a huge fan of WWF and playing that game. Like if you guys think about it, it was so good. And I think I played some of the Nintendo 64 games, but they weren't that good. It was kind of like that's when it... They fell. were real slow. Like, they were, yeah. like, good because they we were like, wanted them to be good, but they, yeah. Sort of more realistic. It wasn't yeah. arcade like those let's, were. Um, all right, let's, let's roll. We, got, we don't have much time left, guys. Let's roll through some of these mm-hmm. topics real quick. We have, like, uh, 23, 24 minutes, something like that left um, before we hit the two-hour mark. So let's roll through some of these guys. Uh, before we go further, uh, hit the like button because we're getting close to 800 likes, and I want to show you guys the final... Pixel Pal, because it's awesome. It's you want to see the final form? Yeah, it, it's the one. It's it. the one that they. There's like one in a thousand. They only sent me one of them because of it. The others they sent me a few, a few extras. So um, they only sent me one because there's apparently a thousand of them out there. So uh, let's go over the Mario Amiibo cereal. Uh, thoughts on this, guys? It's out December 11th. We'll have basic Amiibo function, health, coins, and location of moons will all be available for the. You just tap the Switch Joy-Con to the box, and uh, really, where <laughs> we are with that? What do you guys think? I mean. My my thought with that is everyone who's interested should just take their switch to the grocery store and just run it along the cereal aisle and probably get all the skins <laughs> one out of it. You can't because they're going to put the little piece of is, metal in. Oh, did they gonna, confirm that? Like, yeah, you have to open the uh, box from what I hear. Uh, fancy I'm gonna, smart. There's I'm going to buy them and scalp the hell out yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that, Trunks. I saw you on Twitter. Don't what care. a shady son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't care. I'm curious what the availability is going to be on, the, on these I things. think it'll – well, it's Kellogg's, right? So I think it'll be like you go to the store and it'll be everywhere. Like, okay. I, I, I think it's going to be pretty plentiful. Yeah. That's good. The, yeah. the real question is which series is going to taste like? Kind of like Lucky Charms, I'm guessing. Probably like Lucky Charms, right? Yeah, it looks it looks like a knockoff Lucky Charms with Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I if I can't find it, I'll just ask – 
uh, scalper over here. As far as we can tell, it's going to be four. <laughs> it's probably going to be about four dollars per box. Son of a bitch. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm sure it'll be popular. I mean, let's be honest here. It will be. I want a Legend kinda, of Zelda cereal. Kind of reminds me of the '90s, man. They would do that stuff with like cereal all the time back yeah. in the day. Yeah, um, Mario's already on um, uh, post boxes, like hunting a bunch of oats and stuff. Yeah, I saw oh, that man. Today. Oh, yeah, Robert Erickson, man, dropped the sex after uh, Sean gets in here. Yeah. What is with the sex? What is this? It's the greatest it's, uh, currency in the world. <laughs> what is the current? Dude, look at the look at the super chat. It's uh, how much it, is sex it, um, do you have? Is it it's is it Sweden? Is it Swedish? Swedish. Currency? Yeah, so, Swedish. so yeah. I think that, it's his uh, third donation tonight. And how much does that like translate into? Like, into uh, I think I think. No, twenty. I think it's like two dollars and like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's that's. Yeah. We just we, we have fun with it because it, it literally you say it out loud because you say this many sex and that's yeah that's, that's what it is. It's really fun. It's it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, we're, okay, so we went through that. Evan, are you getting any of the cereal? Yes or no? No. Yes or no? I want to get the cereal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if it's not cinnamon toast crunch, you don't even need it. Trust me. I mean, Rob, are you getting the cereal? Nah. No, okay, okay. Nah, nah. I'm not I might get a box. Twenty. Cool. I, I'm gonna be on the fucking aisle like this with my cart. Just <laughs> get in the cart. Let's go. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be disqualified from like the twelve items or less line just because yeah. you have so much cereal. <laughs> just knocking kids out of the way. <laughs> out of my I'm way, you little bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Uh huh. Here, okay, so um, we talked about that. Okay, uh, what can we expect from? Okay, so did you guys see the EA leak that that went out there? This is actually really funny. Yeah. Um, there, so apparently someone was uh, privy to some information they shouldn't have been because EA had them as part of their email chain. Just a random person on Reddit, uh, which is weird. But they basically grabbed pictures that look very similar. Actually, this is why I'm ten. I tend to believe this. It looks very similar to the Mario Rabbids stills that we got right where it kind of outlines their their timetable for doing everything how they're going to do it but then they talk about Faye uh coming out in february which is pretty cool because i soon i thought it was gonna come out but they talk about how there's gonna be a trailer at nintendo's january release they don't have a date for it yet but it's apparently going to be in january is where that next trailer is going to be shown so that tells us that there will be as much as we all assume there would be because they need to outline 2018 much like they did at the beginning of 2017 uh, but a way out also seems to be moved to 2019. So that's kind of disappointing for me because I like the look of that game, but it's not coming out next year. Apparently it'll be out maybe February, 2019. Maybe they they have that like month lockdown every year. I don't know. Uh, but what do you guys think is, is what do you guys think we're going to see at the January direct? I mean, are we going to see anything new or you think they're going to bring in yeah. something like GTA five? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah, I think GTA Five might will probably because if you think about it, all of all of the directs since the Nintendo Switch has been a thing have all had like third party games, and like it might just even be in passing where they're like, oh yeah, here's two new shooters, Doom and Wolfenstein, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I yeah, I mean, I fully expect like they've they've with the Switch, they've pretty much just been like you know, expect the unexpected with the system. So I fully expect there to be, you know, crazy stuff. And they might not, it might be a short presentation. You know, the last one wasn't very long and people were like, oh, whatever. But they're just, they've really sort of trimmed down the times of those. But yeah, I think you're going to see, you're going to see probably, you know, one or two big third party games. Um, You're going to see, you know, some of the spring, probably indie releases, the bigger ones. And then you'll probably see something from Nintendo that will be, coming out spring summer it will be yoshi yoshi right i hope so that game looks really 
Kirk, Kirby's yeah. got to be like February, right? Yoshi yeah. and Kirby are, yeah, they're probably. Those, those are, I think those two games will be at the top end, yeah. and then we'll get some sort of crazy third-party announcement. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying Grand Theft Auto Five, but I also think uh, Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. Part One has a really good chance of being on the system. What about what about something like Fallout Four? And that's the other one that uh, Bethesda is keeping in their back pocket. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I guarantee that game's coming yeah. to the system, but I'm, I'm like 99% sure Fallout Game of the Year edition's coming to Switch. Bethesda seems really happy with the Switch right now. Yeah, so, I, I tend to believe Fallout will definitely come. I've been singing the Grand Theft Auto thing for a while too. So, yeah, I mean, it's all possible. I, I, it's hard to know like if they'd want to announce all of those at the January Direct because we know they'll do a lot of other Directs throughout the year. But I, I also do think, kind of like Sean was saying, I, I think we'll get probably one Nintendo surprise too. Like maybe like a date for Yoshi and or Kirby. Um, maybe a mm-hmm. date for Wolfenstein. I feel like that'll probably get its actual release date in January. And then one Nintendo surprise thing that we didn't know about, some other thing. Like, maybe they say Animal Crossing later. It's, it's always something we didn't think about, right? Like, I would have never thought we'd see Wolfenstein and Doom show up, like, randomly. It's crazy. Oh, the, weird. I love seeing some shooters on the Switch, though. I think it's awesome. The other thing that we're overlooking still is, like, at some point in time here, it's been a year, we have to get some sort of virtual console going on the system. That online should be oh, you know really what? talked about there, right? I think they'll detail that. That's a good call. Yeah, I think that'll be talked about. And think after we're gonna, that... Uh, let me ask you guys, do you think we're going to get a subscription service where it's Netflix? Or do you think we're no. still going to have to buy the games, but it'll be a $20 service? I, I don't. No, I think what happened was they announced that, that, that whatever it was, pay $30 a year and get all that stuff. I think that they saw the feedback of just getting a few games, and it was universally, everybody was like, this is horrible. We, it's cheap, but we, like, I would rather pay $80 a year to get something more than what they were offering, you You'd know? You'd rather so, pay 10 bucks a month for, like, the entire library that they have. Yeah, well, right? yeah, like, like I, something better than what right. they said. So I Like think Game Pass on the Xbox, but Nintendo. Essentially, I think that they just, they just, they, listen, the Switch is like Nintendo listening to fans, right? It might mm-hmm. not seem that way, but the system really caters to all of what we wanted. We're getting AAA games on there. We're getting amazing first party like, when's the last time Nintendo, Nintendo released a system that has two Game of the Year contenders in one year? Yeah, like, not it's, very it's often. Yeah. So I really do think we're going to get a virtual console, and I think we might get a few other major surprises with that virtual console. And I'm, I'm guessing it's probably just like Mario Sunshine, uh, you know, HD, and some GameCube games. Just GameCube games, of, man. That'll do it. Yeah. yeah. People have been wanting it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my theory on the virtual console for a while has been I think what they plan to do is after the online is detailed and probably released and people can start to pay for it, I just almost see them not doing like a storefront that's virtual console specific. I mean, it's totally possible because they've done it two or three times in a row, but I almost see them just throwing games up on the eShop just as their own individual titles. I've been looking at how the Neo Geo games have been releasing, which to be fair, hasn't been Nintendo doing that. But it's kind of a good model where it's like they just go up, they're Neo Geo titles, you, but you find them in the mix of all the other stuff. The only thing they would have to do if they went that route is make, they'd have to improve the search. You'd have to be able to search yeah. by SNES, by uh, N64, by GameCube. 
And well, if they did gonna... that, it's like just throw them up there for their price per system. I think that would work great. Yeah, I was going to say like the the eShop is a complete disaster in terms of like being a dev and getting your game out there. It's like after a week, your game is gone. It's hard to find. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. Um, they'll, I'm sure they'll retool it as they go along. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, a I, lot of devs are seeing success with their games, which is really yeah. nice. But you're right, the the ability to find what you're looking for specifically and games being moved out of that front page. Yeah, that, that part is, is pretty unfortunate. I, I would like them to just make like another whole app for the VC. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you open the actual eShop? It'd be cool oh. if it was just VC. You open it up and it's its own, yeah. it's its own universe. You know, it's like it's its own thing. Well, I will say if you look at the like something like the 360 uh, when it started to where it ended, they they changed everything. So you never know. I mean, the Switch could it could change up pretty pretty easily. I think they could end up with a whole different eShop look and everything. Oh, so. mm -hmm. one other thing we're gonna see, I'm guessing, is customized <laughs> uh, themes for the system finally out. Oh, okay, cool. That'd so not just not just white and black. I bet yeah. you will have like Zelda, Mario, all that stuff for the home screen. I would like that. That would be that. Would well, then be the question cool. is, would they charge for those? Like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, they piece? will. Guaranteed. I mean, they it's will. very likely that they would. Mm -hmm. I mean, people will buy them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy a Zelda one instantly. What'd be cool is if they throw that in with certain games. Like if you get a game and you open it up and there's an actual piece of paper or it's printed on the inside of the cover art and it's like, get your free theme by punching this in. You know, I get a Resident I, Evil theme. You know. Yeah, that's one thing I. I, I was was wondering is like if they're going to do a cool DLC thing for. Uh, the virtual console, right? Or sorry, if they're doing the virtual console, what I think they really should do is release Amiibos alongside of that, but instead of just having these like stupid little add-ons, you buy the Amiibo to get that version of the game. So say uh, Wrecking Crew, little Amiibo, you scan it, it has all the bonus, but it also includes the actual game. So it's, it's oh, okay. sort of like a customized thing you can do on the side for a lot of their really classic games. So um, we have over a thousand people in here right now in the in the yeah uh, yep in this in the podcast. So yeah, guys, uh, we're almost at eight hundred likes, uh, and then I'll show you guys what's what's behind door number three for the final uh, the final pixel pal. I think you guys will like it. But uh, let's move on to I guess our last topic here, and then we'll do a few questions before we close up. Uh, Take two president weighed in on loot boxes. He said they're not gambling. And he kind of talks about really over-delivering game. I think that's why they get away with shark cards on GTA 5 because that is heavy microtransactions and they make a ton of money. It's because GTA 5 as a single player is massive and I, I think a lot of people buy it and don't even look at the online. So they're not really bothered by it, whereas Star Wars Battlefront 2 is like a Call of Duty where a lot of people buy it and might not even play the single player. They just go online with it. Um, so in this case, he seemed pretty seemed okay about loot boxes. Do you, do you guys think that if uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 had loot boxes or gets them, do you think that would bother you or anyone else about it? I, Sorry, I, I just think that at this point in time, any company that comes out right now and says, we've got loot boxes, is going to be nailed down with a shitstorm. Do you see what happened to uh, Paladins? They just did that, yeah. and they got yeah. demolished it's, for it. it's Right now, what you're seeing, what you're going to see is that... EA has caused such a shitstorm with their game that a lot of companies are going to be very scared of that stuff, and they're going to actually switch it over to some other <laughs> form of, of uh, you know, monetizing after the fact of buying the main game. I don't think we're going to see a lot of loot crates ever again. So you guys, uh, you guys smashed through 800 very quickly now after I said something, but uh, Kratos is now on the hopper, so he's also giving a giveaway. I'm actually going to pull the people on on stream here, but while we're closing up. And then the last one, this is the one that is uh, 
one in a thousand. So there's a thousand of these out here. It's limited edition. And that is Evil Ryu. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's got, they actually redid all the box and everything for him. So he's kind of a collector's edition one. That is really um, badass. Yeah. Evil, they, they only sent me one of these because the other ones, they sent me a couple of each one. But they only sent me one of these because there's, as it says on the front, 1,000 pieces. Nice. So, yes, that is, uh, that is, that a, is, good, that is a good prize. That is some I good like shit. it. Um, we're going to oh, add it up here. I shot for 1,000 likes. We'll see how close you guys can get. I'm, I'm inclined to, to hand it over because we got to 1,000 people. So. <laughs> Um, but it's up there. If you guys want to shoot for a thousand likes, that's that's fine. Uh, so we're okay. So you guys just think in this in this case, if you go for loot boxes in your game, it's kind of a death sentence. It's a dumb business move. Is what you're saying? I think yeah. Right now in the zeitgeist, man, and everything that happened with Battlefront, it is. I'm hard pressed to believe that any company really wants to make that part of their model. So what what I what I fear for, and I hope this isn't the case. Like the best thing about the Battlefront controversy is it showed how strong people's voice can be. And people's people, the whole Reddit thing was like insane how much that actually caused EA to make different decisions. And so we're probably in a case where no one wants to touch it for a very long time. I do fear that once we're out of this period, and even if that's only six, seven, eight months, that eventually companies start just kind of weaseling it back in there. So I feel like everyone has to be on guard for that to happen again. Um, and when it comes to Red Dead, I mean, we don't have a release date. They only gave us the one trailer, whatever, like many, many months ago. So there's maybe the slight possibility that when they finally give us that information, like midway through the year at E3, that we're so far removed enough from the Battlefront thing that they feel like they could get away with having it as a part of their business model and not focus on it. But some people, you can always count on Jim Sterling to make a big old five yeah. videos about how terror. And I love that he does that. I, I love his videos. I mean, somebody's got to do it. It's him and uh, it's him and uh, Yong Ye that do it. Uh, um, Yong Ye or whatever. Yeah, they're Yong so Ye, yeah. awesome with how they it's do up that. To, stuff. It's so much up to them at this point to do it. So kind of, yeah. So who knows, man? I mean, I'm not really too. I'm not really a Red Dead guy myself, so I'm not too terribly concerned either way. Uh, but you I hope the they do one? good things. Did you play the no, first one? No, I never one? did. I never Dude, did. Dude, no. do, oh, do, do you have an Xbox One? I do, yeah. Yeah, it, it's backwards compatible. It's worth picking up for. It, it is a solid game if you ever I mean, get I've a chance. I guess the thing is I've always known it's a great game. Rockstar makes a kick-ass game. They're yeah. so talented, and I know that Red Dead is amazing. The, the Western thing just doesn't super appeal to me, and I just I was all, at the time it came okay. out, I was doing so many other things. I, I just passed on it, but yeah. I know it's going to be great. I hope they don't screw it up. I'd like to see it do well, and I would like to see it even show up on the Switch. So It's a travesty if it never came to PC. The mod community would have had a field day with that game. I'm actually surprised. I didn't even know it didn't come to PC. Like, never came to PC. Crazy. It's crazy. Apparently, the coding is like a mess, is what everyone says. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's a travesty. It never showed up there. Like The amount of money that that thing would print is insane like they would have yeah. i think they'd sell easily a couple million copies on on steam no sweat uh, but uh that's uh i guess that's that's it for everything tonight then we're good there you guys want to evan we have any questions before we uh close up i mean I we got some stuff in here anything anything yes we just look over because i know a lot of the stuff we cover we always everyone always posts questions on the discord like a day in advance and it's literally <laughs> you, you send me the notes and every single it's note everything. of what we're doing is all the questions I'm just like, all right. how bad will the how bad will the microtransactions be in red dead there are going to be microtransactions because they talked about how there will be an emphasis on multiplayer similar to gta and the gta 5 shark cards are pretty obnoxious i will say that they they do mm. collect a lot of money from people i don't know what they'll call 
like cowboy bucks or something. I don't know, but they'll um, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, call them, they'll call them they'll call them they'll call them fish barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got mostly fish barrels. Mostly at this point, they're just going to rebrand whatever comes out as a as a loot box of any kind because it's still a business model, and if it's done right, it can achieve great things at keeping your game going forward. How would but you, to man. like just write it off like that's the biggest downside to the battlefield thing is the fallout for the games where it doesn't matter as well much. you know what the problem with the yeah. loot boxes is if it's tied to progression of a character yeah then it's yeah. a disaster no and that's that's, that's a massive disaster the only time people seem to ca- not care about it in that regard is if it's a free-to-play game they'll still let it go yeah. by but of course, if yeah. somebody releases a loot box that's like these are all cosmetic items and they're super cheap and you get tons of them if you don't pay for them, then but because the word yeah. loot box is attached, everyone pulls their pitchforks and torches out and they'll just ruin yeah. a good business. Did, model. You, did you guys see what happened to uh, UFC three? Yeah. How bad that turned out? It's bad. It's yeah. worse than anything they've made. Well, that's and that's the thing. thing. It was it was Jim Sterling's video where he even said like this is worse than Battlefronts and Shadow of War and all that stuff. And I was here's like, a Damn. here's a question from uh, Robert X- Erickson dropping uh, fifty sex on us, Mister uh, Sex. How would how would you change Battlefront to make it a good game? Would you just remove the loot boxes? Would you expand single player or change the multiplayer? Ooh, that's um, a good question. That's, I feel like you have to. You can't just rip those things out because isn't the progression yeah. pretty much tied to them at this point? It's been confirmed. It, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's, that's okay. I was. I mean, it is absolutely like it's. It's good that they removed. They started by removing the paid model and they reduced like the cost of everything. But those those boxes are absolutely. You have to interact with them. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, and that's why I said. I'm playing the game without the paid loot boxes, but you can tell that the business model was still in place already. And it, it makes the game, while I don't hate it, it does make it way worse and it feels not as complete. And so they've already, they've already started to try to fix some of that stuff. It hasn't made a difference to me. I think a longer campaign and just more maps and better, just better access to some of the online stuff. It's, just, it's like a really cumbersomely put together game. So I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, my phone went to low power mode, by the way. That's why I just oh. went away. <laughs> I do think there's one way to save Battlefront 2, and that is literally to make it a free-to-play game. Put the loot crate... Yeah, put that shit all back in there. Let me play the game for free. If I want to give you money, I'll do it. If well, I one of the suggested wanna... was... That's uh, an option, but... Multiplayer, yeah. free, single-player uh, would be like a small payment. $2, that's what that's worth. Mm. see and that's i mean it's to not me, it's not even worth playing i'm sorry a single player in that <laughs> game is horrible yeah we heard so that me it was doing mostly, that only oh go ahead, go ahead. Uh, we heard that it was mostly like big grandiose epic moments for like a second and then just a bunch it's, of nothing for like a while i mean yeah, i don't it's like the multiplayer gameplay i don't understand how any video game studio out there would take a franchise like star wars and not hire Hollywood writers to write the goddamn story. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's why what I think happened is I think at the time it happened, Lucasfilm was like, oh, this is one of the biggest and best companies in the industry. Because for people who aren't in the video game industry, EA probably seems like the (laughs) ideal company. But we follow, we've been playing games our whole lives. We know all the good and bad EA's done over the decades. So we all knew that that was a risky move, but they, from a business point, probably saw it as a good idea thought they could trust these guys know video games the <coughs> ea they got this thing online and, I, well, and again it's biting them in the ass i, I mean but the other of- thing is does, did disney know that that was the model they had to have known that the model would be to suck all the That's money a out of question i mean they no, i definitely it, right? think that they that they are the ones who force ea's hand to fix the fix remove the problem 
But I don't know if they knew it or not. That's a really that's the big mystery, you know. The other so. question is if EA doesn't make a Star Wars game, which studio is capable of making a Star Wars game at this point in time? Like I mean like actually being well, able some to of the do old, it. Some of the old guys that you used to like pandemic are shut down, so so I don't know. it I is mean, a tough question. It's like if yeah. EA doesn't make this game with dice, who's making a really good first person shooter? You know, like we're gonna give it to Activision who's gonna well, do the Star same thing. It doesn't have to be first person. That's kind of the thing. That's why the whole the respawn thing and the visceral thing is such a really frustrating controversy because they were going to make probably not a first person game, and now it seems like it might be turning being turned into that. So, and if Disney gets I mean, mad yeah. enough, they could always just create their own in house <laughs> again. Well, there's there's something here I that so. I just want to before I close it out. There's a book that was written by somebody, and it's called. Blood, sweat, and pixels. That's yeah, by Jason uh, Schreier. I keep saying Schreier or something. Yeah, yeah. If you guys are kind of interested in what happened to the Star Wars game, there's a chapter in the audio. I got the audiobook. There's a chapter about Star Wars 1313, and it really does give you an insight to what happens to the games that are being made and what happens when big companies step their foots in to the pool and say, listen, we want this game to be this, 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 but also it needs to make this amount of money after it's released. Ooh, that's a good point. What if CD Projekt Red took uh, the Star Wars franchise? There's no way they would do it now with how close they are to uh, Cyberpunk. No, yeah, so. that's, that's what I was saying. It's like, who's going to take it? I mean, all these companies have all of these things going. Yeah. It, it would be, I don't know where it would end up. Mm. Well, well, somebody, somebody would make room for it. Five, you know, like those, <laughs> those guys have been in the news. They're, they're so. not. They're going to make a small. They're going to make Road Squadron. Though. They're not going to make like. I, think I would Disney, rather. That's fine. Make I think Road Disney Squadron. should look at several different studios, not just. I, I don't like that they signed with just EA. I'm, yeah, I'm with you, man. Very... Again, I remember when it happened. George Lucas retired. Disney bought the whole thing. They closed Lucas Arts. EA gets mm. the license. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like it was insane. <laughs> When that, I was like, everyone just slow down with Star Wars, okay? And it just has been cr We got a really good movie. I like episode seven, but everything else has been like, what is going on? So I don't know, man. They made a bad decision. Just let it be its own free thing that Lucasfilm can license out to the companies at the time they want to make a certain kind of game. That's to me how you do Star Wars. That's how it always was before. And I don't know why they thought the Darnier thing was a good idea. Why lock it behind <laughs> one company? I don't know why they want to do that. What is Robert so at? <laughs> Robert Erickson did you see that he said how would your Star Wars game look like would it be space golf story or battle Metroid <laughs> what? What? golf story with uh, Star Wars hey, I, man, he's like, I like yeah. golf story I'd be alright with doing golf story in space <laughs> hey dude another 16 bit Star Wars kind of game would be freaking awesome uh, the, the super trilogy on the Super Nintendo were great games those are classics uh, let's, uh, I think we're just about done here guys the, we do have uh drawing the net winners for the pixel pals in order you can pick who you want uh congratulations number one pierce gregor uh number two naftali ramos sorry if i said your name wrong uh jeremy uh venover so that's in order one two three so uh pierce you get to pick the first one you can pick any of the three uh naftali gets the second pick and then jeremy gets the third pick so i will email everyone um let me go off air here and then i'll probably talk to you in the morning tomorrow to get everything shipped out on Monday. But congratulations to those Sweet. winners. Congratulations. Congratulations. And then uh, you guys want to close out? Uh, where can we find you, Rob? Where can we find you, man? Uh, yeah, my channel is Rule of Two Review. Um, that's what I am on YouTube. And same on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I'm super active on Twitter as well, so you can always chat with me there. But yeah, that's it, Rule of Two Review. This was awesome. 
Really cool to be back in the cast. Thanks again for having me. Yes, yes. And then, uh, Sean, where can they find you, man? RGT85 on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I'm all over the place. I got <laughs> videos coming out. You can find him in the cereal aisle of your local <laughs> yeah, grocery store. Find him like in the cereal aisle, killing an old Pushing lady over for small a... children. Yeah. I need Sean, it. You should, Sean, you should go there into Walmart or wherever you go. Just go in there barefoot taking all the cereal. I'm, I might <laughs> film it. Yeah, you should. You should. That would be great. Uh, and then, uh, Jason, where can they find you, man? Uh, my channel's three kilobytes, so I'll put that in the chat because it's a really dumb name. And uh, that's about it. I'm a Twitter. You're trying to like try to change that or something at one point. Was that you on Twitter talking about that? Uh, Somebody was talking about it on Twitter. I thought it was you. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, people are like, "Why is it three when there's only one of you now?" But uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, did it start out with three of you? Yeah, long like nine oh, wow. years ago. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. It's a YouTube vet there. YouTube vet channel. Yeah, it's uh, it's old. I'm retiring. Then, I'm, I announced my retirement right now. You do a lot of reviews, though, right? Uh, yeah, like se I've done nine or seven hundred reviews. Oh, okay, very good. There you go. And then, uh, uh, Evan, where can they find you, man? Uh, just link it in chat. That name on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. You can follow it on YouTube. Uh, but also for. Uh, Spawn Wave. I'm going to be doing esports wave not this weekend but next weekend because it's every other weekend. And then at some point in time here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to review this monitor I'm using right now. So. Oh yeah, what do you think of that monitor anyway? It's all right. It's all right. Um, it's definitely. I have like more to go <coughs> into about the tech and the. I guess the direction it's going as a monitor to be sort of multimedia almost. So, what kind of monitor little... is it? It's the uh, BenQ we got sent. I don't know if you followed the Twitter stuff, but it's a EW277 HDR. It's an HDR monitor. It's a 27. It's a, it's a 1080p HDR monitor. Yeah. Which is interesting because you don't see those very yeah, often. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be more of a, like, it's going to be more for, like, people like Evan, who I guess is, like, graphic design and they want to see, like, the full RGB scale or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's it's actually pretty affordable. I think it's, like, it's 250 a, It's a good budget one and it's not yeah. bad for gaming. It's 4MS uh, I'm, refresh and all that. I'm getting a, for review, I'm getting a, one of those ultra wide Samsung monitors. It's, like, two grand. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> uh, very nervous about it. It's like 27 inch times two. Like I don't even know how I'm gonna lift the bloody thing. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Then we got. I got this weird like portable projector. Have you seen this thing? Oh, which which oh. one is that? Because I have one coming. The OJ. What OJO? No, this is uh, this is from C Stick. That you're talking about the OJO for the Switch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought that was. Just, I don't know why. I'm no. It's it's Switch a portable. It's a portable projector. That's oh, pretty cool. It. Like you if just you set it down like this, in. it shoots the ceiling. Like you it can project on the ceiling, or you can twist it like real wow. time, and it'll project on the. Give Give us a quick review. Is that like something like that worth even looking at? I don't. You know, it actually works. It's 1080p, 60 frames, like 60 hertz. Wow. Um, I put it on the when I put it on the floor, and it went on the ceiling. If you have a bare ceiling, and you lay down on the floor, you have actually a pretty large, like 60, 70 inch screen. Like you know, 10 feet from you. So wow, that's pretty cool. It works surprisingly well, and it's battery powered. How, how long is the battery on something like that last? Uh, hour, hour and a half. I'm get. Did you see the Nintendo Switch portable? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah. I'm getting sent this weird Nintendo Switch portable. The yeah, they talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so insane. Eight hours, and I can play my Switch anywhere. It's like I can't I, imagine that it's good though. Well, from what I hear, it well, uses, how much does it sell for? 
Well, I don't know. I don't know any of the details yet. It's like, th- is it three hundred U.S.? Yeah. So oh, damn. But the thing I hear is they use Texas instrument uh, technology for the actual projection. So I know that that's. Oh, a so it'll pretty, help you with your math homework too. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, all of us know that company because we went to school. But if they're using that tech, I, I think they might have a grasp on what it should do. So I'm I'm excited about it. I've seen videos on it. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I talked to them at one point. I haven't heard from them since then, though. Uh, I told them I wasn't going to take it apart, though, and then I stopped hearing from them. So. Yeah, well, I'm, the thing I'm getting is a prototype, so I, I don't think... Yeah, they, I, told them, I told them don't send it to me unless you want me to take it apart. So there you go. <laughs> I got to figure out how to take this thing apart, actually. Don't but, send it to Sean because he'll with a hammer, scalp man. it. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Apparently, this thing doesn't need. Apparently, this thing, though, uh, has a processor in it because it can actually play like off of a USB stick. If you plug it in, this thing will actually play your video. Really? That's so, technology is so weird, it. man. So weird. Yeah. That's something you would take. Like, I remember seeing like a video one time online of people like at a GameStop's like midnight release and they were playing like Smash Bros on the side of the building. Yeah. The projector. That's something I would see them take. But um, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So I guess we're, uh, we're all done here tonight, guys. We're good. Sweet, yeah. All right, very good. Guys, thanks for joining us on episode 35, Evan? Yep, 35. 35, 35. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, next week, I'm sure Max will be back from his adult life, adult things. So, uh, Sean, I would check out uh, Xenoblade, though. It's, I think it's pretty good. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I got a GameStop gift card tonight as a gift from a co-op. Do it. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, go get it. It's worth it, then. It's going to be uh, <laughs> a solid bit of, uh, bit of time. Why does he sound so happy all the time? me yeah he's so, <laughs> yeah i got a fucking gift card oh, oh. i had to reach All out this and, free shit i guess yeah, it's like i had to reach out and actually take it like it was so annoying i will say uh sean um before we go uh xenoblade was also affected by the uh the the nintendo leaks that we had to deal with before where they pushed back all like the review copies so. Yeah, I've actually just fixed my relationship with Nintendo because guess what? My Golan representative left the company for the Yeah, mine did too. Oh. Mine did too. That fucking happens all the time, dude. It's so annoying. I'm it so was- curious which person that is. We should but, talk yeah. about that off air. Yeah. Me. Don't bring up that right now. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, thanks guys for watching. We'll see you uh, next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time.